Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse. This is your annual episode for 2021. This is the episode where we pick our favourite and discuss our favourites of the year and ultimately have to somehow agree upon a top 10 books of the year between the three of us. This is the sixth episode of this nature I think we've done. Sure. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Yeah, sixth. This is the sixth one. There you go. It's five too many. But a quick, but a quick math. And the format, I think, has mostly stayed the same. I'm sure it evolved a little bit at some point, but this is definitely the same as last year. So It's only stayed the same because you just go and check what it was last year and then do that again. Yeah, but it's also a format that does work, I believe. Instead of us each coming up with our own top ten, us agreeing... A is a lot less work. It'd be more cohesive. It's also a debate. We have to debate as well and like sort of fight for, you know, which is, you know, great when Connor is weird and doesn't like good things and we have to like put him in his place. Like, that's delightful. Also, stay tuned at the very, very end of the show, uh, right before we hit the music. I've got got some exclusive clips of Connor sounding high-pitched because his mic wasn't working properly. You recording that whole time? Not all of it, but I got some of it. You that think he was you, asking you, you to say things? Do you think I would ask you what you thought of Boba Fett under any circumstances other than I just need you to talk for a minute? <laughs> I, I thought you just wanted to hear it. Just wanted to laugh for yourself. <laughs> no, it was, it was for the audience so they could laugh at it. Uh, if for some reason this is your first ever episode of Comics from the Multiverse, I am Peter and I'm joined by Matt. Hey, what's up? Happy New Year. And Connor's here too. Yep. So, uh, full disclosure, uh, we are recording this before uh, the final week of books episode uh, of the year, which we'll be doing later this week, um, because this is just where we could fit it in. So, you know, uh, if anything monumentally amazing (laughs) is out on this final week of the year, uh, apologies to that, that book. Which, let's be honest, if it's anything, it'll be the Lemire Mankey Swamp thing. Yes, that's the one that's probably the candidate. But at least for the sake of like picking best series, though, we tend to discount things that have only had one issue and most of it's going to happen next year. We always sort of do that. Right. Just because it's, it's hard to judge it on one issue versus everything else. So uh, at the very least, it still kind of tracks with how we think about this anyway. Um, so... Yeah, uh, that is the uh, so uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a little bit of a recap of some things that happened this year uh, and then we're going to sit and throw out nominations for best artist and then we'll each pick our, our artist of the year individually uh, we'll do the same with the writer we'll, we'll just nominate names to talk about and discuss some of the better writers at DC this year and then we'll each pick our own favourite writer of the year um, we'll maybe discuss some of the bad things some disappointments of the year um i don't have much for this this year shockingly although i did just start reading some stuff but i have not read any non-dc stuff this year until this past week so i'm i'll prepare for that but i'm sure these two have got a few things they'd like to like give a shout out to uh from other i've read quite a lot well matt's so not but it'll be mostly me shouting out recommendations yeah. apparently well, connor's going to recommend some books uh i've read the i've read the whole first arc of thompson's black widow now though so i'm i'm, I'm getting there Ooh. It's good. Good on yeah, you. Yeah. Well, actually, I've read the first issue of the second art now, actually. But, uh, yes. But no, I'm enjoying it, yeah. Uh, but that'll be on hold for a couple of days, because it's, uh, we're doing the regular episode in a couple of days' time, so I need to read DC books now. But, uh, yeah. And then, of course, the main event of the show is where we have to form a top ten. Where it's not our... Each, each of us have our own top ten. 
at the end of every episode we have our own top five of the week that's not what we're doing here today uh, every year at this time it's the time for us to actually have to debate and work out our our group top 10 or show the show top 10 of the year uh and argue our case i get for each other because you know we're all going to agree necessarily uh connor has terrible taste for example so uh that is the plan <laughs> for i'm also the only one who apparently read anything other than dc so i objectively hey, have the most varied taste i i did read the first two trades of once in future but those are recent that's, yeah that's so, not a shit yeah. yeah 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 so that's a fair point that's a fair point man uh, okay. so yeah that's the plan now so this is annual number six um here we go let's get us let's dive right in so i'm going what i'm going to do is uh get, give you kind of just like stuff that some stuff that ended this year some stuff that started this year uh, i will say comparing it to last year because i had my document from last year which i kind of like used as a template is last year had so much big news like we had to bring up and talk about again at the end of the year didio left the the, the, the lockdown like caused all the, like, the stoppage for like two months there was like mass layoffs at one point dc started distributing their own comics yeah like there was so many big like just like seismic changes at dc comics last year this year eh, not really mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just a, it was just you know work work was there, there were some comics yeah yeah but sometimes it's it's good to be quiet right oh, it's, it's not no a bad thing yeah it's not a bad yeah. thing it's just yeah it was just it was funny i was like Oh wait, is there any stories that I have to bring up this year? And I did a quick Google, and unfortunately, typing into Google, you know, top or biggest DC Comics news of the year, it was all just like stuff from fandom about trailers and shit like that, and there was nothing coming up. So I'm like, yeah, I don't remember anything huge happening this year from a publishing perspective. Or I mean, they signed Tom Taylor to an exclusive contract. There you go. Yeah, I suppose that's yeah. the big news of the year. <laughs> they, they put a ring on Tom's finger. Happy days. Happy days. Happy days. For, for I imagine for at least three years. Would be my it's guess. Three or five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but yeah. So I'll start off by telling you some stuff that ended this year. It's a shorter list of the two. Uh, so again, this isn't necessarily everything, but it's the stuff that stuck out has been worth mentioning. Yeah. So uh, ending this year, Dark Knight's Death Metal uh, ended. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, this ended on the fifth of January. So this is going way back to the start of the year. But it technically did end in 2021. Uh, uh, Deceased Dead Planet, same similar idea. The last issue came out in January. So the Dead Planet mm -hmm. saga, or sorry, the Deceased saga as we know it, uh, yeah. wrapped up in January. But that doesn't mean it's over forever. We'll see. Um, Morrison's Green Lantern wrapped up in March. So that was going? That was still going. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, similar vibe, Far Sector wrapped up in June. After mm -hmm. going for a long time, because I had a lot I of delays, so... I gotta finish that. Yeah, it's yeah. Real good. Uh, Rorschach ended in September. Strange Adventures ended in October. So two big Tom mm -hmm. King books, which we you know were very acclaimed. I'm sure we're going to be talking about them a lot later on. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Tynan's run on Batman, of course, ended just recently in November. Uh, and then just last week, Ram V's run on Catwoman came to a close. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have specific months for these, but Batman Superman uh, ended... The other history of the DC Universe finally started coming out prior to the start of the year, but ended this year. Uh, and uh, I I didn't bother checking when this was, but I'm pretty sure Legion of Superheroes by Bendis came to a close this year as a merciful, well. A merciful end. <laughs> yeah. And of course we know of the end of his Justice League, but that's not quite making this year. That's yeah. like February. That's uh, wrapping up. So Another so, thing so, that uh, ended this year was my interest in Bendis. <laughs> It's sadly kind of true, yeah. Bendis kind of lost I, me 
in, in 2021. Mm-hmm. It's just ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I still like a lot of the things that I liked about Bendis before. It's not like Bendis's past work is suddenly toxic. No. It's just... Yeah, no, no. It has, good. It has yeah. everything to do with... I feel like he doesn't have quite the handle on certain DC characters like he did at the other company. Um, so... And when you're closer to it, like his Superman, I feel was fine. Um, but his Justice League, well, more on that later. Um, that said, Naomi season two is coming out in 2022. That's true. So uh, that, that could reinvigorate. That could be great. So, I mean, season yeah. one, Naomi was the best thing he's done at DC so far, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, yeah. I'm pleased to give that a, a shot. It's quite funny that one of Matt's complaints during Justice League was everything's Naomi, and then Naomi season two is the one thing he's actually excited for. Yeah, because it's her book and she gets her story. It's you're not wedging her in to Justice League unnecessarily, you know. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, not not a lot of big endings this year. I mean, maybe I'm missing some huge things. I mean, but... We had the start and end of the entire future state. Well, yes, but anything that started this year, I didn't put in this list. They're in the starting <laughs> list. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> right. Very particular distinction. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, the end of Rick Grayson. That, that was the oh, cherry. Yeah, yeah, praise be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, thankfully. So, I mean, that's, that's just used to behold and cherish yeah. of all uh, things. The, the end of Jason Todd being a joke, I feel, was cemented. Ah, in- yeah. 2021? 2021, the year that we all kind of started to maybe yeah. consider liking Jason Todd. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd apply that far. <laughs> well, he, so look, I'm reading, you know, he, Connor, again, with his weird taste, Wait, Task actually, Force Z. You know, he's not terrible in that book. No. You know? Um, he's not the sole reason I'm reading it, right? But I'm not annoyed that I have to read it. It's not like when I was reading... Red Hood and the Outlaws way back when, being like, ugh, why is Jason... <laughs> That's just it, why is Jason? Um, you know? And it's not like that. It's, he's actually Jason? a... You know? he They have found a niche for him where he works really well, and it's not just as DC's Punisher. Right? He is actually a complex and layered character in the right hands. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, so yeah, in terms of starting, obviously this is a bigger list. Um, it's not everything. This is not completely comprehensive. Um, but notable things that stuck out to me uh, obviously january february future state right there you go all of that that happened in january february uh which of course led to the infinite frontier stuff uh, and I, I'm, I'm talking about the line of books really from march onwards but of course the infinite frontier book itself and just like incarnate later in the year like you know, all that stuff right all kind of going but in terms of notable books and runs uh philip keddy johnson uh Primarily on action comics, obviously did a couple other things, but like it's really it's becoming the action comics run that just happens to have a few other things at the start. Yeah, because he he did he had that two parter with Superman in action, and then yeah. he had that short, what was it, maybe three four issues on Superman. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. I think, I think there's a yeah. total of maybe four issues on Superman. Yeah, plus the Future State two issues. Yeah, right. But I, I think so. I think by the end of this, we're probably going to refer to it as an action comics run. Action. Yeah, yeah. I think people already are. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, so that's that's really neat. Obviously, that's been a big deal for us this year. Um, I believe it or not, Swamp Thing by Ram V also just started. I mean, technically it was Future State, but obviously the ongoing itself uh, afterwards as yeah. well. So, mm-hmm. uh, very neat. Um, Do we have like Ram V Future State every month of the year, every month then? Because we had ten issues, right? 
You mean Run V Swamp Thing? Did I say Future State? You said Future State. Yeah, that's why I got confused. Yeah, yes, I meant Swamp Thing. There definitely wasn't a full year of Future State. I don't think I I think so, but there there was that off off month, right? Like there was a where it didn't come out. Did we have two issues in a month at some point then? I don't remember. Because there's definitely been twelve issues, hasn't there? If you, yeah, if you yeah. the future state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I think you may be right. You may, you may not have skipped a month. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's oh. been there all year. Uh, that Man Bat mini started in February. Uh, March, of course, has a fun. ton of new things because that was the big launch after Future State ended. So, mm-hmm. uh, March was the, the, the month. I actually can't believe it. It didn't feel this long ago, but that was the month that Tom Taylor's Nightwing started. Mm-hmm. So, we, we had that. Yeah, I don't know, all the way back in March. Uh, as was uh, Mariko Tamaki's Detective Comics. Uh, mm-hmm. d- uh, and yeah, she did obviously work in a book in Future State, which was kind of the detective book, but, you know, uh, the actual Detective Comics one started in March. Uh, Joker by Titan the Four started in March, as did Batman Urban Legends, so that was them experimenting with a new format, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman by Clooney and Conrad started in March, as did The Flash by Jeremy Adams, uh, and... Uh, Funnily enough, Justice League by Bendis started in March. So it's not, that's not even really... I mean, obviously, it's like one of the few books that's been double shipping. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's had a lot of issues compared to everything else, but it's not actually been going that long, relatively speaking. You really see they did actually kickstart a fair bit with the uh, Infinite Frontier line then. It didn't it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily feel like a lot, but looking at it... I mean, way, it was a big creator more. change, for sure, from where we were. So, you know, a lot it's of... not like, a lot of number ones, I think, is what yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah, and I could tell you a little bit into April because that's when uh, Jeffrey Thorne's Green Lantern hit, um, as well as Robin by Joshua Williamson. Uh, also starting that month was uh, Tom Taylor's Batman the Detective, uh, which definitely shows there were some delays on that because it only just finished yeah. with issue six like yeah. last month. Uh, but so that, that was April. May brought us Wonder Girl by Joel Jones, obviously spinning out of the Future State books mm-hmm. from L at the start of the year. Uh, Stargirl had a spring break special, if you remembered that, in May. Yeah, I'm still didn't waiting for the Seven Soldier stuff. Yeah, didn't that tease a full book afterwards? It teased yeah. something. It definitely teased there was going to be more in some capacity. Uh, yeah. What's notable, I think, is that not counting maybe a short in one of the, the anthology books, this is like the only John's book <laughs> of the year. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like the most John's thing ever to tease something at the end of a book and then it just not yeah. happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the uh, he's becoming quite the Guillermo del Toro of the comic book world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was worth mentioning. And then uh, June brought some interesting stuff because that was the start of Nice House in the Lake, big deal. Uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow was also June. Uh, Checkmate was June. Uh, Matt Matt endured all that, so congratulations. Yeah, at least I had Malieve Art. Yeah. At least I had Malieve Art. Uh, Crushing Lobo was June, which I don't think did I ever try that. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I don't think so. I tend to steer clear of Lobo, but given my history of Jason Todd, maybe I need to start steering into Lobo. <laughs> uh, also in June, Green Arrow got the 80th anniversary mm-hmm. special treatment. So that was the, the first that I was really had this year. Uh, July brought us Superman the Authority, along with Blue and Gold. Uh, but perhaps the biggest deal of July was the launch of Superman Son of Kal-El, uh, another Tom T- Taylor regular ongoing comic, yep. so uh, good things in summer. Uh, August then brought us Suicide Squad Get Joker, which I had to mention, because even though I didn't read past issue one, issue one was hilarious for all the wrong reasons. Ah, shit. 
yeah. <laughs> um, that also launched Superman 78 and Batman 89 that month. So, well, that was nothing we stuck with. Uh, it obviously is selling quite well and people I, were excited I, for it. I do plan on getting uh, Superman in trade just to read it all mm. in one go. Because I do quite enjoy Vendetti. I just didn't want to wait it out month to month. So. Yeah. And then uh, we had another 80th anniversary special. Aquaman got the treatment in August, which actually led into some of the September stuff because uh, we got a pair of minis. We got Black Manta and Aquaman the Becoming. Uh, <laughs> which we promptly uh, dropped. Uh, I mean, if they, they, neither of them were terrible. Just neither of them were that no. exciting either. They were just kind of... The problem is they the started middle. dropping those books on busy weeks and it's like, mm. I would love to read these. If, I don't have the time. If you'd known that those were essential because like they're leading into stuff right yeah would you have stuck with them with the three if they're like oh these are just okay but they're going to be important because of other books would you have stuck with them no because again it's a timing thing it was i i'll keep reading something you know if i have the time but when they're they're putting out on weeks where there's eight other books those get lower priority just because um, I can always catch up. Like I'm planning on Flash now. Yeah. That cover the issue this week with Eclipso, you got me. Right. So, I'm not gonna lie, Matt. When I told you about that issue where Eclipso showed up, I think I saw your eyes light up just in a yeah. way that said, oh, so it was." He's and then I forgot up. about it. And then I saw on uh, when we recorded what was coming out this week, and I was like, oh, "I gotta get caught up. I don't have time." <laughs> so I I will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's always the case. Uh, so that was September, uh, along with uh, Destro King, also started of September. Uh, Joshua Williamson's uh, stranglehold on various corners of the DCU taking yeah. taking its uh, toll. Uh, October brought us a bunch of stuff. Actually, October had probably the biggest launch month outside of uh, March, which is we had Ar- Arkham City: Order of the New World. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman got the 80th anniversary treatment. Which was all a bit annoying because she'd already had it for seven fifty, so it was kind of like double dipping with her. But you know, uh, yeah, is what it is. Uh, Batman: The Imposter started in October, as did Catwoman: Lonely City. So a couple of big black label books, uh, which were you know heavily praised. And then it felt like, and I could have included Darkham City in this as well, honestly. But there was kind of like a whole host of horror related things. Uh, Hill House was back with a book with refrigerator full of heads. Uh, along with a long Halloween special, which did tease more to come, so probably next October, I, I think. Um, DC vs. Vampires and Task Force Z both started as well in October. So a lot of horror or horror-related themes and ideas kicking off. Makes in there. sense. Yeah, that's no, fun. Um, and then November brought us Dark Knights of Steel, uh, our newest Tom Taylor Elseworlds story. Uh, the Human Target, our newest Tom King big prestige mm-hmm. miniseries. Uh, and also Robin and Batman, a black label book from Jeff Lemire, uh, which has been pretty great so far. Uh, Wonder Woman uh, Historia also started in November. So November, yeah, a lot, I'd say November arguably has an even stronger launch month and it's a bunch of prestige things yeah. all starting. Yeah, and that I, Historia I, was announced like four years ago, so that <laughs> was a long time coming. I I do appreciate too, like black label really finding its legs this this mm-hmm. year, it feels like, you know. Um, with these prestige, or it's like it's how we're getting Lemire books at DC, right? Yeah. So, no, nah, I mean, not, not every single one is for me, but it's definitely got a lot of things, and a lot of mm-hmm. them are some of my favorite books. So, yeah, also, it, it's still a little bit disappointing at the overwhelming majority of them being bat related. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But, but it, I guess people keep buying them, so why are they not right. going to keep making they're them? They're going to keep doing it. But, and but I, we I get say that cool... we, we all buy them and we enjoy a lot of them, even the bad yeah. ones. Um, but like that's how we're getting that Lemire Swamp thing, too. So, Joe's so. fire, though, is that I mean, obviously, part of this is that DC probably are happy to encourage everyone to want to read Batman because Batman sells. But there's also like the idea that every creator seems to have a couple of great bat stories in them. Mm-hmm. Like they all have an idea for a bat story. It's right. it's kind of shocking just how versatile that character is as far as how many writers can just I tackle think, him and make him work. Oh, that is because Batman is one of the two or three biggest characters in all of history. Yeah. And that every creator has thought about what they would do with Batman at some point. And if but, they say they haven't, they're lying. But I think that's why you, like, if you put it with Superman, I don't think Superman works from as many writers as Batman does. I think mm-hmm. it, maybe it just takes more skill or whatever. Maybe it just takes the right kind of writer. I don't know. But, uh, you know, so this is interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was November. And then December, obviously, this is all very recent stuff. But uh, Joshua Williamson started his run on Batman. Obviously, we only had one issue, but it was yep. a solid start. Uh, looking forward to more. Uh, Batgirl started this month. That's cool. And then just last week we had Batman One Dark Knight to add on to the Black Label prestige list of mm-hmm. books. So, um, yeah, that's just kind of a, a summary. Not every single uh, mini. And, was and also the Lemire Monkey Swamp thing book started this week. That yes. was still December. That's uh, still December. <laughs> yes, you're quite right. You, you just forgot to include this week. I forgot to include this week in this list. Yes, you're quite right. So, you know, like. No game-changing Didio is gone news or anything like that this year, but a lot of good books started. I think that's ultimately what you want um, any given year, really. <laughs> By and large, right? I mean... It tends to help, yeah. Yeah. Plus, I decided to put that at the start of the show because I felt like it would probably help you to remember a bunch of books <laughs> if I told you about all uh, of them you think I was paying enough attention? Oh, I, I got mine that I want to talk about. We're, well, we're that's, good. That's, well, that's on you, Connor, okay? Yeah. That's on you. I try and give you a nice out in the open cheat sheet and you choose to ignore it. That's on you. More ignoring you than ignoring it, but yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what do we... Yeah, let's start with artists. Let's start with artists. So, okay. Matt, nominate an artist that you would like to put forth into the discussion for artist of the year. Do do, do I want to work, uh, work up to self-parody or I just want to lead off with self-parody? I mean, I know who you're well, going to say if, if you're self-parodying, yeah, so... Yeah, we're, 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 we're going to lead off, and I'm going to put out uh, Bill Quist Evely for Superwoman, or Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Yes, obviously very good. I mean, I, I'm not, like, I, I like Evely's work quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to have her as ranked highly as some other artists, so I, yeah. you know, like, like for, you know, for me, this past week when we had an issue with that, like, well, the art was fantastic, there was definitely two other artists that I was thinking about more when I was picking my arse for the week, but uh, yeah. I, I can't deny like that there's a very confident no, I mean, style on this. The... This is the artist from Wonder Woman issue 8. Oh, here we go. I'm not sure if that was entirely relevant to the argument for her being best <laughs> artist this I'm year. Saying it, I just think it is. That's all. Okay. <laughs> and I also couldn't say a good thing because we've only had two issues. Uh, Smallwood. Human target, right? Like, sure, yeah. So, I'm gonna lean into to Evely just for the record, right just because you haven't read it. That there has been three issues, yeah. I mean, I kind of I understand, but I've he's gonna be yet, a prick about this all show, isn't he? Like, oh, it's yeah. an issue yeah. this week. 
I am. I've got it open as well, just so what came out this week, just so I can pull you up on every time. <laughs> so just just for the record, when we do start talking about action comics, I understand there's one that came out this week. Yes. Connor. All right. I'm sure. sure it's fantastic. I've been trying to block all <laughs> stuff out. But yes. Just making sure you know, yeah? Yeah, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, I'm a side patch, uh, Connor. Uh, me too. Uh, at least he made me laugh. He had character. Don't want to strangle him right now. <laughs> hey, you're laughing while he's strangling. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> Connor, just throw out a name, will you? Um, Dan Mora. That's a, that's a good pick. Uh, what book? I mean... Are we nailing down a specific book? But I mean, mostly he was on Detective. Detective, yeah. Whatever the Future State book he was on was. I think it was Dark. That was there was Dark Detective. I think it was. Called. I think it was Dark Detective. Yeah. Detective yeah. was in the title. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think most of the artists we're going to mention are probably just tied to one book from from DC yeah. this year. But yeah, there may be one or two that well beyond more than one book. But uh, yeah, Moore's art's fantastic. You know, that was mm-hmm. like in. You know, cr- you know, credit to... I'm not actually nominating this name, even though very, very great artist, but credit to Bogdanovich, who had to be like the fill-in artist when Mora had to take a break, mm-hmm. because did an exceptional job of keeping up the standard, even if it wasn't quite Dan Mora yeah. still. It'll be interesting, because this week's issue of Detective is Mora's final issue on the book. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if the book maintains trying to stick to... His style, because that's what Bogdanovich did mostly, was stick to Mora's style, or if it'll kind of twist into okay, we can have a new look for the book now being, going forward. Being that it's leading to a twelve issue, um, well, a weekly issue, yeah. I feel like the art's gonna kind of be all over the place. I, I, I think, but, yeah, I mean, even if let's let's just take away the fact that the art may be all over the place because of the the, the artists mm-hmm. involved. Let's just and talk about in terms of aiming for a style. I think it would yeah. be justifiable to give this 12-part thing its own distinct style if it does change at this point. Yep. So, that'd be okay. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, more is great. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 city, um, the, the, the the lights of Gotham at nighttime were kind of like the theme those, of his art. Yeah, those Dark Detective issues that were feeling like they were shaped from Blade Runner, mm. like, you had that neon overglow... Which just, I think it, I can't remember if those were Tamara Bomberlin or if those were yeah. Jordi Belair's colors uh, back in Future State that kind of established yeah. that. I can't remember which one of them it was. Yeah, but, uh, um, but th- they deserve as much of course. most of the credit for that look. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, uh, that was one I had in my list as well. Yeah. If if you haven't read it this week yet, because uh, Detective is out this week, there's a a cameo of a certain character. I um, have I have seen. Thank you, yes. site that should not be named for ruining that for <laughs> me in a panel headline. I've yeah. not seen this, so I'm looking forward yes. to. Hey, you it's... won't get it. I won't get it. Okay, never mind. No, no. I don't no. care. I, I was like, is that is that that character? And it can't it, not it be. Yeah. Um, also, if you really like Dan Moore's art, um, and you also like Morrison telling a straightforward uh, story, uh, check out Klaus. Um, mm. I was listening because that's where I first saw Dan Moore's art, uh, and it's it's a really fun. You know, history of Santa story, done. You know, with with the Dan Moore art style. So that's pretty yeah. good. Hmm, interesting. Uh, who will I throw out? Uh, I'll throw out Redondo. Why not? Bruno Redondo for Nightwing. Uh, easy pick, I think. Uh, th- that book's had a very distinct style since it started. Mm-hmm. It's fe- it's very much felt like because some of the 
ongoing runs sometimes feel like it's the writer's run and you might be lucky if it's like two rotating artists or mm-hmm. something like that but that has felt like taylor and redondo's run yeah thus far they're, um, they're working in conjunction with each other and that issue from last week where it's basically one long panel mm-hmm. really shows that where you feel like taylor just gave redondo the script and told him have fun yeah and not to say that, I mean, obviously he took the three issues off for the, 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 the mm-hmm. Fear State tie-ins, but, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there'll be other fill-ins here or there, but it does mm-hmm. definitely feel like he's the main artist on the book, and yeah. it'll be thought of as their run, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the playing with the colour and the almost, the Daredevil-esque, like, you know, close-ups and things like that, and... Mm-hmm. Um, the the way that Redondo shows motion to just, you know, as you, you can follow it just naturally, you know, like like you're talking about the daredevil kind of stuff where he'll he'll put panels around on the larger page where you follow but yeah. it's all one continuous image it's just it always looks great yeah uh the book's been a delight to look at uh since it launched this yeah I mean, uh, we were bound to love it anyway because it was taylor but like giving him like and it's an artist obviously worked with before it wasn't like it was a new pairing but taylor check nightwing check Redondo, now check. You know, it just has everything going for it. Yeah, so, yeah, what's more to say? Matt, give us another name. All right, so because I feel like someone else is going to bring up the other name that I have, um, I'm going to go with Fornes for Rorschach uh, and various other covers. Um, I don't know if he did anything else this year that comes to mind, but I just remember constantly raving about his art throughout the year uh, i doubt it because i mean rorschach only ended in like september october mm-hmm. so uh yeah i presume yeah other, but the only other stuff i can think that he worked on was a uh, marvel but he worked on daredevil for a bit mm. so i don't know if that was oh. before i don't even know if that was this year or late last year so they, wait are you talking about on chips daredevil so i've yeah. got to look forward to <laughs> yeah. oh geez yeah but Excellent. no just um there there were whole issues of of rorschach that really took advantage of his art style with this kind of noir uh, noir and their whole like silent parts of that where you could just tell what the character was thinking without the you know uh, necessity of of thought bubbles or narration panels and again we talked about redondo working hand in hand with taylor i felt like king and fornes work very much similarly and that just made that book even better yeah uh, I mean, I, 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 like, it was such a talking point. Like, you know, some books we just kind of gloss over the art because it's just kind of mm-hmm. house style and there's not much to say. But then yeah. there's some books where, like, there's so much, like, thought put into the art and it's adding so many layers to the storytelling, mm-hmm. like it does in that book, that it, it became a talking point in the pacing of, like, so simple things like the character, like, realizing something, you'd see his, like, mm-hmm. face over, like, a series of panels. And it would be like a yeah. glance down to the side in one panel, and then back to the, for the next panel. And it would just it would, you would feel the thought process of the character over the yeah. course of the panels. It's it was expert stuff. Uh, this week, someone posted the uh, the page of him at the diner of the main character, mm. and it seems like he's talking to Rorschach and um, the kid, and you realize that he, they're not actually there, right? And just the way that that's handled. Um, Again, no, there's no dialogue, there's no narration. It's just the art, and you just get that vibe, uh, the way that it's it is, and it just reminded me how much I really enjoyed that book, and now I have to pick it up in hardcover. I think uh, once once I can find it. 
Yeah. Uh, no, great pick. Connor, I thought I had a name. Uh, I'll go with Danny mm. uh, for obviously uh, the uh, Arkham Asylum book, but also the uh, the Mirror Mirror Molly one shot. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, oh, that's a nice unconventional pick. I, I hadn't thought of Danny, but uh, I did really like the art in. Uh, well, I think the, the horror art in Arkham City is great. It really fits the mood of that book, uh, and I kind of I, I like the. I, I definitely liked it in the Miracle Molly book. It was it was it was distinct and different. Yeah, uh, oh, I was a big fan of it. It would kind of give it such a, a strong look. So when when a lot of those one shots tend to kind of feel and look fairly generic, just like oh, this is a house style one shot. That mm-hmm. one definitely didn't. Yeah, no, great stuff. Um, I'll, I'll let me throw in Mike Perkins here because I I think Perkins for Swamp Thing is. An artist that I've liked since he first showed up, so first, since we first sort of started talking about his work in Green Lanterns, and then he was on Lois Lane, and I liked his work in both of those books to a varying extent, especially Green Lanterns, but Swamp Thing feels like he's finally, like, maybe it's just the perfect match, it's the perfect match of character and world with his style, but it does feel like all the little problems that maybe were there before have cleared up, so... um. Not that we're giving out most improved as an award by any means, uh, and that feels harsh because it's not like he was like he wasn't bad before. He was great, but uh, Swamp Thing's been a joy to read with his artwork this year, um, and it fits the the moodiness and the existential kind of inner crisis that the characters having at like, all times uh, mm-hmm. perfectly. So, um, draws monsters great. Oh yeah, yeah, monsters are really good. Um, you got another one to throw out, Matt? Uh, so the other one, neither of you said, but uh, Fernando Blanco, or Catwoman. Mm, that's uh, going to be my next one. Gotcha, yeah. So just kind of everything I said with Fornes, but with a dingier kind of style to really hit that alley town crime side of, of Gotham. And I just, it, it always made it feel like I was reading a Sean Phillips. Like him and Fornes, both Blanco and Fornes, have that kind of same style that Phillips has where it's clean, but not completely clean. And it lends itself to, to darker themes really well. And just, you know, Blanco on Catwoman, like we all know we love Ram V here, but Blanco added that extra element that made Catwoman a, a real fun book to read. Oh, Ram V, the final frontier. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh... <laughs> Better than as I used to call him Ram five. So, yeah. Uh, Ram 5 is alive, yeah. Uh, Connor, you got another way to throw it? I would say, despite the quality of the book having declined a little bit, I'm still going to say Joel Jones for okay, okay. Wonder Girl, the, yeah. the Future State issues as well, I think. Even when the quality of the writing hasn't been fantastic, I think the art has been up there pretty consistently. And yeah. I know the last couple of issues have been different artists, but they've been... Yeah emulating Joel Jones's style like very well to their credit but it's definitely felt like a Joel Jones book uh, in looks the entire time and uh, it, it's been great yeah yeah uh yeah um I, I i guess i'll throw out next uh cuz it's impossible not to mention this it's kind of a weird one but i think you have to consider it this way this year is the team of Mitch Gerrards and Doc Shaner yeah. for strange adventures um It'd be weird to pick just one. It'd be pointless because it was a team effort, the whole thing. 
It was split down the middle. Yeah, right? let, like, yeah, it was literally half and half. If, theoretically, if you wanted to, you could do half of Strange Adventures with just Mitch's and the other half with Doc's. And sure, it wouldn't make a lot of sense, but there's, <laughs> I'm sure there's six issues of each in there. But they complement each other, right? They, they, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's the kind of the whole point. And that that was a constant discussion is like how good they are in both sections were and how how much they thematically fit the the story they were telling. Gerwood's was this kind of harsh, blinding reality that felt like like uh, you were being like surrounded and like just covered in all the lights of the world. And then you go to the Doc Shinner art and it's like this pulpy, perfect, clean lines, solid colors. There's no ambiguity. There's no shadows. It's just what it is mm -hmm. and how that thematically tied into like everything the story was doing uh yeah. so yeah and this was one of those books we really had a couple of issues of it uh this time last year so we couldn't really yeah. consider it for a lot of things at the time so this is it's year to yeah. shine so yeah uh yeah garrison and duck shit there's, there's no way you can't uh, nominate, nominate those mm -hmm. uh matt you got uh, you got one final pick maybe to yeah it's one final, um because i have issues saying their last name I just call him by the first name, and I want to say I want to bring up Gleb from Robin. Oh, Melnikov. <laughs> yeah, there you go, that guy. I I just love how kinetic the art style is, and it fits that book so well. So, um, just like Flatline as a character, that design is, is real fun. Just the way that uh, he draws Robin, uh, that you know everyone has their kind of take on each different Robin. I feel like he nails Damien. Then we had the issue that had all the Robins, and those were all done uh, fantastically. The the entire first arcs about a fighting tournament, and those the fights never let down. Like, I felt that they were always well handled through the art. Uh, yeah, so that's why I had to bring Club. I I would agree that uh, in some of those issues where it is mostly just fights, which can sometimes just feel like there's not much mm -hmm. happening because it's just all a fight. Uh, the art helped those issues feel like it was still a worthwhile journey the whole time yep. because it was a story being told through the fight. Uh, mm -hmm. And that it takes good art to achieve that, so that's a very good yeah. good pick. Corey, you got another way to throw it? Uh, sure. We, we may not have had much of it in the year because I don't think they were on a ton of books for DC, but Sorrentino. Uh, well, obviously, we had uh, mm -hmm. The Imposter. I mean, yeah, I mean, all three issues are done. Like it's out. They are, yeah. and, and they were... Double size, right? So it was like kind of yeah. like six issues worth of, of yeah. material. Uh, yeah, no, th th those issues were fantastic, and Sorrentino's always great. So, no, I had this on my list too. It, it was kind of um, like impossible not to. I, I almost feel bad sometimes, like doing something that just came out because it feels like you're kind of like given some sort of recent bias. But the art in that was phenomenal, and it. <laughs> it's it's Sorrentino. <laughs> I know. The, I, know. Like... <laughs> I feel like we've spoken about Sorrentino a lot over the years so it shouldn't really be a surprise no yeah uh so that's a good one uh so i'll throw out one last one as well and that is alvaro martinez for nice house in the lake uh mm -hmm. super moody super mysterious i'm realizing a lot of the artists i picked this year do have quite like sort of horror dark moody mm -hmm. sort of styles um but it was in this i guess everyone's just feeling moody because of the pandemic so that's just the the, the mood that a lot of the art has i mean nice house on the lake definitely feels inspired by the pandemic Right. Yeah, so oh, yeah. it it fits. Mm. So, and that that book has because it's not dealing with superheroes. It doesn't have costumes. It doesn't have any of that. It has to really rely on like facial expressions. It has to rely on 
the storytelling focusing on because you know we don't necessarily remember all the characters every issue because there's so many of them that each issue when it focuses on a specific character it has to kind of like give them like personality through the art identity through the art and um i, I think it does that really well plus there's all the nice pretty shots of the the house and the, the mysterious things around the house there's a lot of good uh creepy panels and stuff and the villain looks just downright deranged when we see him so yeah those those panels where it shifts from the the villain looking like a normal person to their fo- actual form they're so distinct yeah uh, yeah all right i think it's time for us each to pick our artist of the year mm-hmm. uh i mean does anyone have one they've locked in that they know they're picking mm-hmm. all right matt Oh, uh, I'm going with Fornes. Oh, okay. If, if I remember correctly this <laughs> yeah. year, uh, any time we talked about Rorschach, that always took my art. Yeah. So I, I have to go. I'm not going to lie. When you said, yeah, you got one locked, I'm like, oh, God, he's going to pick evil. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, I only started with that one to get the self parody out of the way. Um, start with the joke. So. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, Carl, have you got one picked? Um, sure. Let's just pick one now. Uh, obviously, not just the ones that I've mentioned, but all the ones that yeah, of course. Mentioned yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of obviously, like... other people may have mentioned the one you're going to pick. That's fine. Like, it's... yeah, obviously, they're all good. Like, I agree with every pick. That even even on the books, like you know, you've mentioned Smallwood and Fauna. I don't read those books, but I, I can. Well, I read an issue of each, but the art is still clearly fantastic. Every issue. Well, for next but year, it's probably pick... Smallwood for me. Just just a hint. <laughs> you know. Well, he's going to have <laughs> ten issues that. next year. I did. Uh, I don't know about, if you've so. seen it, but um, last week he put out a Twitter thread detailing about how the look of this book came about, like the style and how he, you know, he settled on it, and it was like the, the, the process. Really good thread. Uh, definitely worth to, checking out. I'll have to look at that. That said, obviously I'm not going to pick either of those because I didn't really read enough <laughs> of them personally. Mm-hmm. But I recognise they're great and would probably be in contention. I'm probably going to give it to Redondo overall, I think. Mm. Yeah. That was my second choice. Yeah. Um. I, 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 yeah, I think I think I have a pick, uh, and it is a different pick from you two. There's no repeats here. I think I, I have to, I have to go with Garrett and Shanner for Strange Adventures. Uh, like Rorschach is close, and again, what de- what deal has Tom King made with the devil to As, have the best of the I, best every time? Yeah, he's I using some. <laughs> Ex-CIA blackmail skills. I know. He's, he's, he's got intel on people. He does. I know. I, I don't think it's intel. I think he just gets into their brains and they're like, work with Tom King, work with Tom King, work with Tom King. And then they just do, you know? So I like the idea that it's actually Tom Taylor doing that, but they keep making this mistake and go to the wrong one. <laughs> he's a, damn it. I need to change my Twitter profile back. Uh, he's too busy fending off bear attacks from Gale, so... Yeah. Actually, every yeah, time they announce a new book, Taylor's like, "Damn it, it happened again." Because yeah. t- Taylor did that thing where he uh, mimicked King's photo on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He wore the same DC hat and did the same nod, which messed me up a lot. Because <laughs> when you're just skimming through Twitter and you follow both of those guys, and they yeah. don't like. I mean, I'm not saying they look, they look a lot alike, but no. like, you know, they, they've got similar shaped heads. They're both white. Like once they get the hat on, like they do look like yeah. <laughs> it was quite close. But yeah, and then on your phone screen, if you're not paying attention, there's yeah. both Tom in the name, and the, the picture's similar, and yeah. yeah. The amount of times, I, like, when I use Twitter on my phone, I barely even look at the names of you. I, I have a glance at the right? image, and even though it's not like I'm looking at exactly the images, it's just, oh, the general color scheme. 
and I kind of know who that is because I don't have tons of people on Twitter. But like, you know, I got enough that oh, that pinkish picture, I know that's that person just at a glance. Right. So when two people have really similar pictures, it's very annoying. Or or worse, is when one person's had a picture for like two years and, and they change, change it. it. Do, do you know what I think would be really funny? I think if everyone that Connor follows conspired to all change their photo in the same time, just every single one in these Twitter lists just all changed. Yeah. Change it all to the same thing as well, yeah? <laughs> yes. All just a picture of Jason Todd. Just... <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, is a shitter uh, for me. I mean, for obvious reasons, we've already stated at this point. But like, mm-hmm. you know, that and Rorschach, it was the, it was between those two in terms of the books because like the art was such a discussion on both of them every time. Yep. That um, yeah. So that's the pick. So there you go. We have three different picks, which is I guess exciting from for variety's mm-hmm. sake. Uh, so moving on to writer, I imagine a lot of the same books are going to be mentioned here, but obviously we're going to be focusing on the writing. Um, unlike artists, though, writers do tend to work on more than one book uh, at a given time. So because of that, and for some of these names, we're going to be saying, well, you've, I mean, you can just count one book if you want to. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that one book could be the reason why you want to nominate them. But you can also be like, well, yeah, but they wrote like three books that were all great, and that's kind yeah. of a. I, I think it's more interesting as well. Like there's. It's, it's someone who's putting out four really good books as good as someone who's putting out one great book. but it, Or mm. is it's someone who's putting out one great book that you love, but then a book that you really don't like? Does that drag them down a bit? A bit yeah. you know, compared to the eyes who don't have as much of that average to keep up. Yeah, exactly. So so the writing can be a little bit of an... More in, like, even if a lot, some of the same names are going to be tied to some of these artists, they have this weird like thing going on where they've got multiple work to, to kind of you know consider uh so all right matt name your first me? yeah name your first writer go on okay so i already know who i have a top three of right but in the spirit of uh <laughs> all of us having one i'm not gonna lead with, with you know the top two let's say because i feel like i'm gonna <laughs> What if you guys is gonna name the other one, right? right okay. you, want, you want to put Bendis out there? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, um, only if you put Rosmo at art, but we already passed art, so I can't, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna start with this one, um, and it's Philip Kennedy Johnson for Action Comics and the Future State stuff. Uh, I mean, his Superman was fantastic. Oh, but no, that... Just his Superman plethora in general. <laughs> yeah, but. I want to really point out, like, as great as Action Comics has been, how different the whole King Arthur space Superman stuff was. Mm. Uh, the oh, House of L. Well, you mean the single worst issue that he's done in Superman? <laughs> no. Uh, no, no, no. Pete, um, you're the only person who thinks that. Yeah. Like, no. Also... The, no, the issue... The, see the actual actual World at War issues he did in Future State? They were mm-hmm. better. Like, th- those were the ones that worried me. You know, the one with the girl going to the farm, the museum. Yeah, those... That was, like jaw dropping to me that issue right but so so i feel like that was where he was pointing where he was gonna go but i felt like the house of l stuff was like hey let's have some fun while we're doing this whole future thing and because it was so different it really resonated with me um uh and then just all his action comic stuff through this year has been i mean he made the authority superman and the authority work in that, that I feel like that Morrison and Janin book was kind of a mess at points. But the fact that he took those characters, made them work in current continuity, 
you know, and as as we talked about, the reason that the Superman and the Authority book even came about was Morrison be like, no, we can't do something bad to Superman, you know. <laughs> so he jumped on that grenade and did the best that he could. So the fact that that PKJ has decided to incorporate that in when probably didn't have to, like, there's other things he could have done. And that's just some skillful handling I mean, of that, Superman mythos. I would say the only thing I disagree with there is say he didn't have to. I suspect it was more of an editorial mandate that he had to include them. And that makes sure. it but that makes it for me to me more impressive. Right. Because it's not like that that he had an idea that he was like, oh, I'm gonna work these in and it's gonna be, you know, this is my plan. It was more right. him being told, you've got to bring these in. Sure. And him doing it in such a impressive way. Yeah. To me that's <laughs> that's better. I like the idea that he's told you have to bring in these characters and he's like well, I need some red shirts, so... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Careful what no, you Kenny ask. From, from a name that we kind of just recognize because he did this fantasy book that only Connor read. That I loved. That. To be in, yeah, to be in a premier, you know, Superman creative at this point. Like, I feel like this this War World stuff is going to go down as an all-timer. Uh, and that's... Uh, as a Superman fan, that makes me very happy. Yeah, so... I I obviously enjoyed Johnson's work this year. I think it's been uh, the build to the War World saga has felt like a build that it feels like it is kind of this big epic that he's about to just really dig his teeth into. Uh, so no, I I concur with that. Carter, what 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 you got to throw out there name wise? Uh, I'm gonna take the obvious one from me. I think, uh, which is Ram V. Uh, and so and. I discovered at the end of last year, just kind of before he was on a lot of the DC books. Fun, fun fact: I ordered on your recommendation, uh, Savage Shores. Still has never showed up at my shop uh, because of of issues with shipping did, and. Did you ordering. buy it for a dollar on Comicsology yet? No, because I want it physically. So I'm I'm gonna try to once 2022 kicks on, I'm gonna go back to my shop and be like, "Hey, Where the is this out of book? print?" Yeah. If it's out of print, then yes, I'll I'll go pick it up digitally. But I I want it because it's Ram V. Yeah. So, but I good. remember you raving about that book and telling me I need to read it. And then this guy is taking over Catwoman, and he has a Swamp Thing coming out. So. Yeah, and and it is obviously for DC those two books that has been the bulk of it. I think he's done like the odd short thing here or there in anthologies. Yeah. And whatnot, but it's it's mainly Catwoman and Swamp Thing. Yeah, Catwoman was where I jumped in uh, when he was taken over, which was, you know, not this year, it was tail end of previous year, but uh, obviously the bulk of his Catwoman run was this year, and uh, Swamp Thing has, like, and I, I've been wanting a good Swamp Thing book for a long time, um, and we, we have disagreed many times in the past about what we want out of a Swamp Thing book, so it's perhaps impressive that he's he, it's working for you when I feel like he's given me exactly the sort of tone and sort of style that I want in a Swamp Thing book and what I've been wanting, sort of like a, you know, like a, a successor to kind of the Alan Moore era of Swamp Thing, that style. It is. For you, it's hitting on like the, the horror sort of vibes of it mm-hmm. and the uh, like the, the elemental force of it. Mm-hmm. For me, it's doing all the, the ideas about stories and ideas. and. Well, there's... There's a mythical aspect to it. There is. That's there is. actually, in, in general, a theme of a lot of books I've read this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about more of those in the other non-DC section mm-hmm. later. But the idea of, essentially, Tulpas, you know, the ideas of ideas and stories kind of coming to life in some form right. or another. You say, t- you say Tulpa, and all I can think about is Twin Peaks. But yeah. 
<laughs> well, yes, but yeah. that that is the idea, right? In yeah. Twin Peaks. Um, but yeah, but that... you say tulpa, and I I like see like a ball, and then I I see like a head sort of a smoke okay. coming out you, of it. You think only Twin Peaks? I think only Twin Peaks. Well, yeah. wait, was the was that stuff on early Twin Peaks or the no. Return? Return. Okay. Yeah. Because I had never heard of a tulpa until like three, four years ago, and some of the supernatural stuff I listened to. Oh, I'd never heard so of it, it until uh, Twin Peaks twenty seventeen either. It, yeah, so if, if David Lynch was talking about that stuff way back in the early 90s, holy crap. But it all makes much more sense. Than I mean, he, he did also other, would have been surprising. I mean, he did yeah. other impressive stuff, though, Matt. Like, there's a line in the last like original episode of Twin Peaks mm-hmm. where a character says, uh, we'll, we'll see you in 25 years, and it's almost 25 years to like, the yeah. month that <laughs> the, the he, return happened. Uh, so I, I listen, I'll, I'll put over a show I listen to a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. This is an annual, but I listen to a show called The Bigfoot Collectors Club, and they get they get into a lot of supernatural, <laughs> cryptid, Tim, right? ghosts. Yeah. I hope Tim listens to it. He would thoroughly I'm pretty sure it. him and Tim are the only two listeners, right? I think no, two no, listeners there's, per there's week. quite a sizable fan base. It's, it's pretty good. Anyway, um, they, they constantly talk about David Lynch in how he was, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not inspired, influenced by kind of the Mothman prophecy stuff. And that a lot of his weirder things, like Lost Highway or um, Mulholland Drive, if you look into it, there's a lot of spooky high strangeness going on there. So again, for him talking about tulpas, if it was back in the 90s, totally would have bought it, just because that's where his, his brain is. And um, yeah, just he's, he's a strange dude, and I can see where the, that type of stuff Pete is clamming onto when it comes to Swamp Thing, right? Mm, like, yeah. Uh, it fits with that character. Like, what what works with with Ramvi Swamp thing too is, it's it can be a sci-fi story or it can be a mythical story. It can be a horror story, and they all equally work because I feel like different issues all represented that aspect of the character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all while introducing a new Swamp thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the fact that he did that and then also a kind of fun crime story. <laughs> Complete and opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. is very impressive. So I mean, you know, if one of the things you're looking for in a writer that's writing multiple books is like, you know, do you want two books that are clearly the same writer, or do you want a writer who's like can show they can be really good at two completely different things? I I don't necessarily think one's like a more favorable thing than the other, yeah. but it's still interesting that you can do that. Um, yeah, preference because I'm sure there's at least one writer that I'm pretty sure one of you two is going to mention soon that definitely leans towards the former of those two schools of sure, thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It, 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 it's it's a bad thing if you don't like that style. Right. Well, yeah, but if that if but that point if you don't like, like that writer that anyway, <laughs> and you're not going to get bored of it, yeah. then it's a very good thing. Yeah. Whereas you know, if, I, I if don't it's someone to... that you're kind of okay on, then you know, versatility might be a, the, the better thing that you want out of that writer. I, I don't want to sit down and watch a David Lynch movie and get like like Michael Mann's heat. heat. Right, <laughs> like as much as I love Michael Mad Heat, it's the, it, like that's not all ex- what I'm expecting from David Lynch. It, uh, <laughs> this is the same guy that sat down and interviewed a monkey for Netflix. So like, <laughs> dude has a sense of humor. So maybe him reshooting Heat, it could be the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I mean, he, he does like to give a Weller report for LA like every day. Yeah, on his YouTube, yeah, he just records a little thing saying, "Yep, yeah, it's pretty sunny today." <laughs> <laughs> I feel David Lynch I put in the same aspect of Guillermo del Toro where maybe the movies aren't for me but I would love to hang out with them for an hour oh sure <laughs> you know like 
Maybe David Lynch, not so much, not as much as Guillermo del Toro, but I feel like you'd get a story where if you had coffee with David Lynch, you know, like, there's at least a story there. I can't remember what it was he said, what the question was, but someone asked him, it's a famous interview with David Lynch where someone asked him about one of his movies, like, what is it, would you say that this this thing in your movie is about, I'll just say spiritualism, but I I wasn't what the word was, but would you say this, this is about this, and he'd say, Yes. It's like, would you care to elaborate? No. (laughs) This is a guy that only started making movies because his people in film school told him that he was really good with cameras. So he's like, I could make movies. And now that's his career. Like, who does that? Oh, it's wonderful. I love that this has somehow turned into David Lynch appreciation yeah. this episode. Yeah. But like, Even Matt's it. getting on it. I know. Well, because again, I like him as a character. Maybe not his movies. I think <laughs> out of his movies, the only one I thoroughly enjoyed was Blue Velvet uh, and Elephant Man, but that's very straightforward. Um, that's pretty straightforward. Story, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to get at that one. But, you know, um, I, he, I'm not a David Lynch guy as for movies, but as a creative, as someone whose interviews that I would want to read, you know, like him putting Ingrid, uh, that, Ingrid Cole in Lost Highway. It's like, what the hell? There's like, Joe's so special about David Lynch. He's mastered like the awkward pause. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of moments in the New York Twin Peaks where it's him himself because he plays a character in Twin Peaks called Garden, Garden Cole. And there's like a couple of moments in that where someone will say something and it'll cut to him and he'll just sort of like sit there awkwardly for like 10 seconds and it's the sort of thing where like anyone else directing this this would feel like a mistake or it would feel like tommy wiseau is doing something but with david Lynch, it's just it's perfectly timed he knows how to craft the awkwardness and it just it clicks in a way how long did we watch a man sweep a floor for <laughs> exactly floor. i know yeah. there's a five minutes so, of someone sweeping a floor this is, this is the next mild fuzz shirt and it's David Lynch is Tommy Wiseau, but good. <laughs> That's what Pete essentially just said. Uh, it's, it's like Tommy Wiseau, but he actually has some sort of insane method to his madness Tom, that makes sense to him. Tommy Wiseau <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> right? Imagine what David Lynch's The Room is. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. <laughs> Anyways, Pete, who's your... Uh, are we done talking about Ram V? Are we good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Ravi will appreciate this tangent. You know what? The fact that Connor said he's aware of the show, right, when he, he went to Thought Bubble, I, I am sure that yeah, this gets Connor got recognized by Ram V. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he'll get a kick out of Connor bringing him up as best writer of the year, yet we, we diverge hard left turn into David Lynch talk. I'm sure he'll get a kick out of it. I think most... Most good writers would appreciate yeah. a hard left turn into David Lynch talk. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, um, right. Yeah, who am I Pete, you're going to say the name? Uh, Tom. <laughs> Tom King. I'll say Tom King. Jerk. <laughs> <This>. <laughs> um, it, I mean, come on. Like, Strange Adventures in Rorschach. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. The all the only negative is that Batman, Catwoman's a bit iffy, right? Yeah, that's gotten it a bit iffy. Strong. It has just slowly, but like, what am I reading? But like, you know, that's sitting next to like what I would say are basically two ten out of tens, and then Supergirl's mm-hmm. like been rising steadily 
as it's yeah. been on, and it's probably comfortably at least above an eight overall yeah. now, and maybe get, you know, might reach mm-hmm. higher heights by the time it's done. Yeah. Um. So, what else is there to say at this point? Like, but Rorschach was this great story. This like existential thing of a character like slowly being convinced by memories and flashbacks of someone else's story that convinces him to become something like i don't want to get into it too much but like su- super great stuff and then you know everything we've said about adam strange or strange adventures rather and like the way it like it, it paired off like alana becoming this great character who we kind of did this like what 180 on throughout the story because yeah. of the way it played with like our expectations of how she was being portrayed and and so on like like yeah it's just i mean like while there's the odd fumble you know like yes heroes in crisis was a bit of a dark time we don't talk about that but like you know that was like right as mr miracle was ending and right before strange adventures he's, was starting you know it's like he's done far more good than harm at this point I know, and, and well obviously we're not going to yeah. try to include it as like one of the best books of the year because it's only been two issues so far but yeah, I think for in terms of talking about best writer, you can mm-hmm. include the two issues a human target he's also done yep. into the mix. Like, yep. So you yeah. add all those things up, and it's like on pure stats, on pure numbers alone, I feel like he might win. Like he might just technically win mathematically over other right. writers in terms of yeah. our like opinions on the, the various books. Mm-hmm. But, uh, sure. but yeah, Tom King. This is. It's a fairly obvious name to throw out. He's, he's been in the discussion probably every year since he since we started the show. Yeah. Um, I mean, so far that that's two. He hasn't mentioned two out of my three, and I'll I'll leave the 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 third out of the third to to one of you guys too. No, no, sorry, I'll let you have it. Well, you're no, next, Matt. So I mean, you can. I could, but there's other names I want to bring up too. Oh, okay, that... go on then. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna bring up Josh Williamson, um, who just misses that top three. Um, Robin's one of my favorite books of the year. I go on and on about how much I like it, but he's also been carrying that torch of kind of the mainstream fun DC writer with like Deathstroke Inc. And then Justice, um, what was it? Infinite Frontier, Justice League Incarnate. While they're both a little bit messy, I still more enjoy than I don't enjoy with Williamson. Uh, and then you have his Batman, which we've gotten an issue of that, you know, kicked off with a bang. Uh, that I just I could not bring him up. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't consider him for the best right of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think like I like his stuff. I think I I'm generally into it, and he seems like he does. He's gradually kind of getting better over time. R- mm-hmm. Robin might be his best thing this year. Yeah. Um. That, that's but... solely why I put him up there is, is how much I love the Robin book. Yeah. Um, you know, but he also had those other stuff that I had to mention I as well. Like I I enjoy a lot of what he's written but not all of it and i feel like a lot of what he's written as well is very generic but not generic just in terms of like the industry or anything like that i mean in terms of oh it's a dc book like yeah. it, it feels like oh this yeah. is a, a standard dc book and that might be a good thing if that's what you're after but yeah, also it's less here. interesting yeah but it's very I mean, reliable at those things sure right? i mean even even going back to last year when he started off batman superman and just how fun that book was early on. You know, it mm-hmm. felt like a DC book I wanted to read that, you know, it doesn't feel like it has to be tied to this huge event. It doesn't feel like this prestige, like some of the other writers, that it, it, he's just writing superhero, like fun superhero stuff. 
Uh, and like his flash was all over the place. It was really a roller coaster where it had some really high highs, but the lows were even were matched. And so I feel like, like Pete said, like Robin is the best thing he's done at DC thus far. Um, and we have Deathstroke Inc. still rolling out. We know that that's going to cross over with all the other stuff that he's writing. And I just feel that that's something that we haven't really had, like the writer's self crossover in a very long time. Uh, and I feel like Williamson can do it. And yeah, so while, again, while he's not in maybe my top three, I did feel I wanted to bring him up. Not the only writer doing that soon. I feel yeah. like that name's about to come up in a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Connor, would you like to nominate another name? I would. I'll still stay away from the big gun. Just, uh... <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll hold off. Well, on we're dancing around it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everyone knows exactly who we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll stay dancing around it for a little bit. Uh, I'll go with uh, Tynan. Okay. I think between uh, Batman and uh, Nice House. Had a very uh, consistent, solid, really enjoyable yeah. output from DC this year. Obviously, we had all the, the Fear State stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All those Fear State one shots, too, with the, the yeah, origins. Yeah. That yeah. You didn't have to write, right? They were all supplemental, but I feel like they were all good in their own way. Um, yeah, and some of which I think were co-written, but uh, yeah, I think he kind of yeah. plotted the ideas for all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess another example of, like, you know, he's, he's doing this pretty great, superhero book but he's also doing this this more creator own style original ip that's you know quirk well, quirky that's not a good word but uh this, this say quirky is not a word i would nah. use to describe that book that's you know mysterious horror apocalyptic book <laughs> this it's the... one of the rare black label books that feels like a vertigo book mm. and that's, that's not a bad thing it's a good thing but black label when it was introduced it was kind of like oh this is kind of going to be the replacement for home for vertigo books and we haven't actually had too many of those no. i think this is one of the few that definitely does belong in that yeah i'd say hell house books but i actually think that they are actually classes light label technically even though i mean no i think they're their own yeah hell house but uh, it's their own imprint but i, fe- I mean they're, they're, and they've yeah. all been named <laughs> they are yeah uh uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, no one's going to argue with Tina, I don't think. And I, I think, you know, his Batman one started in 2020, but I think the 2021 portion of it was the better s- segment. Uh, the build to Fear State and then Fear State itself, I think, is the better part of his run. Not, I mean, I enjoyed Joker Ward and the build yeah, to that, but this was He was on better. that book for the majority of the year. Most of the year, I think it was double shipping. Uh, a lot of the year, yeah. I don't know, I, yeah. I mean, this is the majority. I mean, like, he, literally all of December is the only month he wasn't writing. Right, I, I just, I don't know if it was double shipping the entire year up to that point, or if it was some months and not others. I can't remember exactly. It was just, it was only a few months it was double shipping, because it was, uh, was it, was it during Fear State, or was it just before Fear State? There was a few months where it was double shipping. Because it used to be Detective was double shipping was... for a little bit, and then it switched to Batman for a few months. It was during Joker War. No, because that was no, the previous year. That. Okay. Yeah. It was definitely double shipping recently. I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was probably Fierce State. It was double shipping during. There was probably a good amount of issues that we got of ba- of Tynan's Batman. I mean, if you're including like the four or five one shots, the you know the the secret files issues. Yeah. And then Al- not included. Those. And then the Alpha and the Omega mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Like you know, there's there's a lot of stuff that adds up. I mean, he made Scarecrow a legit like bad guy. Which is, yeah, he, which is real cool. He kind of, he, he at least had a solid effort of trying to elevate him to A-lister. And yep. 
that um final you know, the the omega issue mm-hmm. kind of tried to kind of cement that by having the guards talk about him in that yep. way like now he is one of them he's one of the a-listers mm-hmm. so we'll see if that sticks but yeah so wait and see if that remains the case but right yeah. now it's as good as anyone could have done i think in one story yeah yeah, yeah. uh all right so then i have to nominate someone um so yeah i, I do have a name yeah I've thought, I've thought of one uh but no, actually i want to give tamaki a shout mariko tamaki uh for i mean obviously detective being the main thing um this year i think that book as much as you have sat sat and said batman's really good and has been really Mm -hmm. good this year i think detective's been the more consistent of the two main bat books and i've loved the various genre that is dipped into with the monster stuff uh, I think it's really done a great job with the supporting cast being a... Con- and Batman has done as well, to be fair. All the Bat books have actually mm-hmm. been really good at that this year. Um, like, I, you know, we don't really do a best, like, corner of DC, mainly because other than Batman and Superman, most of the, the characters don't have corners anymore. They, they don't do enough books. But uh, right. the Bat corner, the Bat, you know, th- that section of the DC universe mm-hmm. has been really consistently great this year. Uh yeah. All sharing characters and all feeling like they've got a world revolving around them all. Really good stuff. Uh, and I think I think Tamaki's detective's done a great job with that. And you know, making characters like Mir and the Cano feel like an important character and mm-hmm. doing that with a, a new character is such a impressive feat. Cool. And and telling a new villain with Lyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like that was that was pretty cool. Cause it's very how how often do we get a whole new arc with a new villain? Like, because everyone, like we were talking earlier, everyone has a Batman story. I feel like everyone has a Batman villain story that they have in their head. But Tamaki came and was like, no, nah, what if I have a brain slug as a villain? Yeah. That was also nice to give Huntress a bit of like a, you know, a good supporting yeah. role for a couple yeah. arcs. Yeah, for um, sure. And uh, I, I think that, I, yeah, I think, you know, Tamaki came to DC and there was hopes for the Wonder Woman run. And it was good. Like, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But it wasn't necessarily up to her standard from her Marvel stuff. And I think mm-hmm. her detective is up to that. I think her detective is where it's, okay, this is the Tamaki that yeah. I was excited about being on a DC book. And I'm delighted that she's here now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, that said, though, my winner of writer of the year is Tom Taylor. Uh, I was gonna say, am I going to do it? Am I going to say yeah. the Patron Saint of uh, Multiverse? I just, I like the idea of like, like going through all the names, but I say, but none of them won. <laughs> None of them won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can all kind of agree on Tom Taylor, right? I don't know. Are we all picking Tom Taylor? I, I am. Probably, yeah. off saying <laughs> Probably. Like, I, I, I mean, I get on Jennifer Connor wanted to push for, for Ram V. That would have right? been, like, that's, that's the only one that was in contention for me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that my, my order came down to Tom Taylor, Ram V, Tom King, and then Williamson, uh, and then probably Johnson right after. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but I mean, Nightwing, um, Son of Kal-El, and the, the uh, Dark Knights of Steel, if we can count that. I mean, yeah, unless you can, yeah. Uh, cause yeah. We're talking, about his, yeah. we're talking about his entire library of the year, and I think that's totally yeah, valid. Like, Even his final issue of The Last Deceased book was the start of the year, right? so I mean, you can throw that you in know? the mix. I mean, the, so, the, the one thing that's maybe not, like, as hot, obviously, is Batman the Detective. That's the one... Yeah, I wasn't going to talk about that. Did he do anything in Future State? I don't remember. I don't think so. Oh, I, you're asking. I, uh, I don't remember anything, but I'm just thinking maybe I've forgotten. I don't... Because it, I, it I was a while ago. Yeah, I don't remember either. Because yeah. his Nightwing didn't start till March, so he just wasn't associated right. with them until then. So, yeah. 
uh, I don't know what you would have been doing if you had to hear that. I want to point out this on this too that you know I gave I gave Bendis a lot of crap for telling this you know keeping Naomi going right through these different books and whatever, but it always just felt sloppy. Um, you could see the you know the reasoning why. Yet Tom Taylor does the same thing, but with certain characters. But for me, it just it works out. Whereas I think you know the difference is in his books the characters. We're, we're most of our characters like Wink and Airy here, I think. Right. They they just show up like, hey, here's a thing, drop it off, and then they're gone again. Right. Like they're, they're there for a scene. They're not, oh, this is half their book now. Right. And that's where I feel like like starting with his suicide squad, there's a, a theme that goes through his books that it they all work in conjunction with each other. Like it feels like an, an era of Tom Taylor. And I you know, that takes a lot to work because the tones are, are different. Like the tone of Suicide Squad is really different than the tone of Nightwing, but they're kind of telling the same theme, right? There, there, yeah, like, there's like there's a theme that's kind of there between the both of them, and a a heart that I think is there between them. Yeah, uh, and I think when you get to Nightwing, which is obviously the, the the crown jewel of maybe his entire DC work at this point, you know, I mean it's maybe a little early to say that, but it feels like it's heading that way, and I think that's partly because you marry up the way he. Because you know, he, he he gave us mostly original characters in Suicide Squad, and we love Suicide Squad. He gave us like, alternate versions of characters in Deceased, and we love pretty much all of that. I mm-hmm. think with Nightwing, it's like, no, here's him unleashed on some of the important main characters in the DCU, and like, you know, we're all big Dick Grayson fans, and it's like, all of a sudden, that heart has been applied to the incontinuity like one of the more important characters and it's the character you know and it, it, we, we've said that he's made his tear up about alfred like probably five times since he started yeah. writing nightwing <laughs> and it's just it's exceptionally good stuff he, it's oh. like you marry his his quality of writing with just also being really good at telling part of the ongoing comic book universe and that's important because you know obviously we talk about how good tom king is at doing these prestige 12 issue things and that, oh. that's obviously wonderful and all that but you know part of the fun of comic books is the shared universe it's having all these characters constantly evolving and like the past mattering and i think tom taylor like nails that aspect of it he nails being in the continuity mm-hmm. and like you know ad- connecting to parts of the character's past and knowing what's important about them what matters to him which luckily in turn seems to be typically what also matters to most of us as well at the same time yeah, you, so. his love of the universe and characters shines through mm-hmm. like you can tell his love of dick grayson through just how he's handling this with the relationship with babs where it's never actually addressed about them but it just feels they're together right like uh, it's like the, like the, the, the but the Babs and Dick relationship in Nightwing is basically what I've been hoping for since the start of Rebirth. Mm-hmm. The way it feels is just like it's just right. it feels like it's actually moving forward, but they're not actually doing a lot of sappy romance stuff. It's just right. There's all these little it's just, You say it's not actually addressed. I think that's something that will come up. I think they Probably. will have to address it at some point. Well, yeah, but to the to each other as a character, you know. When she showed up in that first issue, we just kind of accepted it. We're like, well, of course, like they're both really big in each other's lives as as far as you know the versions of those characters we like, right? It, it throws both that up. And then when it comes to Superman, like he's not exactly writing Clark because Clark's off world, but that love of Superman comes through, through John and how he's, he's made John a man of the people again. Whereas he, he's made it clear that like, yeah, Superman was at one point like that, but as he's aged, 
his ideals have changed just a little bit. Like he still sees the good in everybody. Whereas Angelus John Spider- has that edge what Spider- that Superman had about the Superman book is that with mm-hmm. Nightwing he's doing Dick Grayson and he's doing Dick Grayson in a way that we have we've all wanted for Dick to feel as important as he does in that book mm-hmm. for a long time. And even though we've liked a lot of the Nightwing stuff, like we've liked Tim Seeley's stuff in Rebirth and uh, even Sam Humphrey's short stint uh, before you know Rick invaded everything. Um, I've been Percy, but like we we we've wanted, um, we've wanted Dick to feel this prominent and feel like because he he's felt like he should feel like an A-lister in these the DC world, and this book actually makes him feel that way. Yeah, I think what's so interesting about him also doing the Superman book, but it's John Kent, is that Dick's finally getting done properly as Dick Grayson and the Dick Grayson we always wanted. Mm-hmm. John as Superman, it's like no, he gets to do a different version of Superman with this. Mm-hmm. He gets to spin it on its head a little bit, and the you know, and th- that was shown great in that recent issue with the chess game and how it yeah. showed how different John was to Clark. It's kind of yeah. funny that Tom Taylor has only ever done a different version of Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, up until, that's, that's yeah. what I was saying. But the love comes through of that. Like I know he's he's you know he has love for Superman, um, and that. If he ever got a chance to write Clark, Clark proper, it it would be good, right? But the fact that he's choosing to do these different versions, and he's written John so much at this point, you know. I'd say, like, like, I'm, I'm sure he's Clark's. written like I know he's written bits of Clark, like mm-hmm. early on in Deceased, for example. Right. But in general, he said, "What injustice? Deceased was John. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is John. Uh, Dark Knights of Steel is a very different Clark again. Like nice he's not cow. done a lot of regular." Here's, here's the so, thing though he's so good at playing with like who superman is and the themes of superman because yeah. you, un- you you have to understand who superman is to subvert him <laughs> right, right right and so that's why it works. sounds like a very particular dig at someone I, I don't know who you could be talking about there i'll leave it to your imagination audience yeah that's another thing that happened this year the snyder cut happened just to put that out there yeah. to the world but uh how have we not when talking about nightwing how are we not branded as big dick energy <laughs> How's that gone this year, and us not mention it? Unless you guys did when I wasn't on the show. I I, I don't recall cracking that joke, but uh... yeah, I just when when Pete was talking about how effortless you know, Taylor's writing, Dick, I was just like big Dick energy saying. Yep. There was a moment where Pete said, "We're all big Dick Grayson yeah. fans," yeah. and <laughs> it felt like there was a moment where he paused and added yep. Grayson in, like, and it just but, like he realized what he was about to say. I don't uh, know if that was conscious or not, but it definitely, yeah, it, it sounded like there was an adjustment mid sentence. I don't think it was. I think it was just I'm just tired and I'm just my speaking. It was just not... an awkward pause at the yeah. right, just the right yeah, moment. So but think. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Tom Taylor. It's an automatic ad. My shop knows if Tom Taylor has a book come out, just. Just throw it in my pile. And to feel Even good, to feel good about the year coming ahead, like mm-hmm. he's had a great year. He said Nightwing's a long run. You know, at mm-hmm. least as, as long as they get their way, Nightwing's going to be a long haul, which is great. But he only just signed an exclusive deal like this past month, meaning that we have like three full years probably at least of multiple Taylor books at DC, and we know that there's announcements to come. So 2022 is looking bright, is all I'm saying. Yeah, obviously we'll have the rest of Dark Knight of Steel, I think that's 12 issues. That'll finish, assuming there's no breaks, that'll finish mm-hmm. late in the year, probably. Mm-hmm. I can't remember when that started so, exactly. September, September. October, yeah, yeah, give or take. yeah. Maybe there'll be a sequel to that book at some point in the same way that there was for Deceased. Yeah, maybe. 
but yeah, I would expect at least one other major title alongside the things that he's on at the minute. He's only on three books now. Yeah, I think. I yeah, it's just sort of thing where maybe he gets ahead on like Darius of Steel. Maybe he's actually, you know, maybe it's not that long till he's done writing all right. that for the artist to just get cracking away well, on. And he's, then he's been kind of teasing something big too. Mm. He has something he up always. his sleeve. Yeah, yeah, but like this, it feels like after the exclusive came, yeah. he's like, oh, I can finally talk about what the big thing is, and so it's got to be bigger than Nightwing, Son of Kal El. I, I don't think it's this just now, but like. Like if I was to like put bets on like who's taking over Batman after Williamson's done, like Taylor would be, be at the top of the list. I think it's more likely. Personally, I think it's more likely that it would be taking over Detective after Tamaki. I I can oh, see yeah. this twelve issue the tower being like the, the, ti- the, the timing does work out with that because it yeah. does feel like we're getting towards the end of. I, w- I would timing. say that's more likely given that Williamson's just started and those two I think have you know worked together a bit already. I, I I just mean in the sense that I mean uh, that's funny because obviously Taylor transitioned to Tamaki for X twenty three, right? Yeah, uh, Marvel. But um, I, I just mean in the sense that like it feels like he's going to get like those, let's be honest, the biggest flagship book at DC is Batman. It just is. It's always going to be now because of the popularity. Uh, and it feels even if it's because even Tynan like had a big run in Detective, which we all loved, and he still got a Batman run afterwards. So. Right. <laughs> I just I feel he, like he managed that by having his detective run be not a Batman run, but instead yeah. be a Bat family run. That's and that's what I feel that Taylor would do, just from seeing how he handles the family in Nightwing. Just, I feel like just watch, just just watch uh, his Batman run start off with like Bruce having to leave and Dick has to take over. So it's just it just continues his Nightwing run into Batman. Fine, fine by me. <laughs> Cancel the Nightwing book, rename it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it could, it could be something not bat related it could be uh, like I don't know maybe, maybe they give Taylor uh, GSA or something I don't know we've been waiting for that for freaking ages yeah, be, in, in terms of the stuff coming up not just Taylor though but uh, we know Ram V's got something cooking something that's big. higher profile uh, as we said that's exciting yeah that's good I don't know what exactly it'll be, but I'm very intrigued. You know, kind of no matter what it is at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, I guess I won't bother asking what we're excited for in 2022 at the end. Though we basically just had that conversation. Uh, I mean, we, we mostly limited that to the oh. Tom Taylor things we were excited. Yeah, about. I mean, yeah. if we're still going, I have some stuff in 2022. Sure. Well, let's we'll save it for the end. In it. All right. Let's save it for the end. <laughs> this yeah. is, uh, but yes, okay, so we all picked Tom Taylor for writer of the year. Uh, yes. So, unanimous, I suppose, is the thing. Uh, so before we get on to the, the main part, which is the, the top 10 and like arguing what we think should the, the top 10 should be, um, disappointments and surprises of the year, perhaps, as, as I think. I, I have two, so I'll, I'll just kickstart here uh, mm. with two. Uh, two disappointments I had this year. One is Wonder Girl because it sure. declined very sharply and after being so excited for it i just got more muddy and muddy and i realized i didn't like the writing that much to the point where after issue six <laughs> i'm like i'm just i'm done with this book now like i'm, I'm dropping it uh and then the other disappointment funnily enough is batman the detective not that it's the worst thing ever but compared to what i expect from tom taylor it was disappointing and i was just kind of ap- apathetic towards the last couple issues yeah. So if, if we're putting that on a, on the Taylor tier, right? And like Nightwing's S tier, I I definitely put Batman the Detective around C D. 
just because, you know, it was fine. And I'm never going to revisit it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, like, I mean, to, to the year's credit, I don't have, like, like, anything huge to complain about, really, in terms of, like, some seismic thing that really pissed me off or something super disappointing, like... Like, I don't think any big runs ended prematurely where I was, like, pissed. Because I, I remember, like, being yeah. mad that, uh, like... I, I feel like the last couple of years before now, there was definitely a few, like, creative teams that I was hoping would have long runs on books. And then they they ended after, like, 10 or 12 issues. I'm thinking, like, Wilson yeah. on Wonder Woman, for example, or... Mm. Uh, there's other ones that I'm, I'm forgetting now, but... Uh, I don't think I had any of those this year. I think, I think this year, it's like even the ones that did come to an end, it's like we were kind of warned in advance, and it was like, okay, this is a natural point yeah. where we're moving on to something else or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, DC was definitely less chaotic this year yeah. with that kind of stuff. Like, could it be that the new management's <laughs> better than Didio? Quite possibly. It could be. I mean, I would say the quality of the books typically yeah. is a bit better as well. I'd say. I don't know if there's as many like standouts as we've had in previous years. Sure. I'd say the average quality is probably higher though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's good. So yeah. yeah. Any surprises or disappointments from it? Matt, you got any? Yeah. I mean, Bendis taking a swan dive <laughs> yeah. is, is a okay. big disappointment because I still want to like his stuff, but like the way that Checkmate and his Justice League was handled, it was just it ended up being a mess. I don't care about Leonardo Lane, and it was Checkmate had kind of built to this with the Leviathan stuff, which, you know, Leviathan is an idea, something I really liked. And it just felt like DC was like, well, we're brushing that under, you know, and we're just not going to deal with this type of stuff. Um, So so that, you know, and the only reason I was still picking it up was for Justice League Dark. But like when I picked up my, my comics this week, I forgot to grab Justice League, didn't realize until I got home. And that that's enough to tell me. Yeah, I think you're done with it. Mm. You know, you know, you can pick up Justice League Dark when it gets collected, and it might read a whole lot better. Uh, the the other disappointment that I had was Green Lantern because half okay, of that yeah. book I still really enjoy. The stuff with John Stewart, I absolutely do not. So at this point, it's like, do I keep reading it for the Joe story? What? And I and I just think to save time, I I'm just gonna have to let that go. Which is a bummer because I love reading Green Lantern, and for the last couple of years, outside of Far Sector, there hasn't been anything that makes me like want to jump to read it. Which yeah, I come off that first issue with it seemed like the status quo had changed. Uh oh. Um. Just gonna keep going, Matt. It's fine. <laughs> gotcha. Camera's okay. The... Tell Connor comes back, but gonna go. <laughs> with the way that the status quo changed, it was just a bummer. Um, because I was I was excited with with Thorn and reevaluating the Green Lantern as a concept, and it just it felt like a sci-fi book without an identity. Like it doesn't feel like Green Lantern. It just feels at least the John stuff, the the Joe stuff in the back does feel still very Green Lantern. What's doing with the Guardians? But it just it feels like two separate things, and it's a bummer. Yeah, Green Lantern kind of falls into almost. Not quite Wonder Girl in the sense that I was that excited for it, but I was yeah. quite into the first couple of issues, and then it kind of, mm-hmm. it, it started to feel more and more like a shorty read uh, yep. as the issues went on, and then there was just that one month, that one issue where, I'm, like, you know, in November or maybe October it was, where mm-hmm. I'm just like, I just don't want to read this 
right now. Yeah. And it just I just didn't and then one side was behind, it was like, well mm. they had a way read two issues, definitely. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um so it starts. So surprises were were for me were Wonder Woman that like yeah, you could look at it as as filler now that they have to do something with Diana post uh death metal. Um and I was excited for her doing the whole Valkyrie Valhalla thing, but then now it just became a story about mythology and just jumping through and it kind of lost its steam. I still really like that first arc of her with Siegfried and, and so that me actually liking it, we're going like, Oh, Hey, yeah, she's, she's doing Viking stuff. Of course I'm going to read it to being like a, something I was looking forward to for a couple months. I thought that was a big surprise. Yeah. Okay. Connor, since you've returned to us, um, would you have any disappointments or surprises that you would like to? I do. I've got, I guess, two disappointments. One, the first one, it's not a book that I was like incredibly excited for. It's just not like, oh, you know, this was like a major letdown. But I was excited enough and I assumed I would enjoy it. And then I really, really, really didn't like the first issue. Uh, that would be Tasso said. Like it, it, it disappointed me in that I had, again, not crazy expectations. I wasn't expecting it to be the best book ever, but I thought it would be fun. I thought I would enjoy it. And then I just could not get on with it at all. So that was kind of disappointing for me. Hmm. Yeah. And the other one, on, on, a, on a broader scheme, Tom King. <laughs> and again, this isn't everything, because obviously Strange Adventures proves the exception to the rule and parts of... Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. But overall, I'm just enjoying less and less Tom King books. And I'm, I'm finding myself disappointed about that because, you know, not so long ago, you 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 know, you tell me there's, oh, there's a 12-issue mini from Tom King coming. I, I get excited by that. That was that was good news. And now I kind of hear that and go, oh, okay, another one. Yeah. And I, I, I'm aware I'm in the minority on that, and that's fine. This is why it's a personal disappointment, not a collective one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I gave you my disappointments. I guess my surprise is probably just going back to that first uh, Philip K. Johnson issue in Future State because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't really know the writer at all and it blew me away with how good it was, how important it made Superman feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, yeah, it, just, it blew me away and Obviously, I, I maybe this is maybe more on a minor scale, but I wasn't necessarily excited because of the creative team. But Batgirl was pretty fun, so I'm happy yeah. that that didn't suck. So That's good. I remember there was a there was a point when that was announced that some of the wording in it definitely had you a little concerned. Yes. <laughs> so I, I guess that, that that would be fair to be a surprise. It was a nice surprise. Yeah, well, it was like a jaw dropping surprise or anything, but it was a surprise. A surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another surprise that I just thought about now was. How how much DC's embraced fun books like DC versus Vampires, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. or like even Task Force Z, um, and just how different those books are that I don't feel in previous years we would have gotten stuff like that. Where yeah, Ta- Task Force Z is a is a decent bit of fun. And did I- you read the newest one yet, Pete? No, yeah, no, I never did that this week. So if I was on the 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 verge of of that book, where I was like, ah, oh, maybe I don't need to read it. This one definitely is like, oh no, this is must read now. So, so you would say it's better than Earth than like uh, Kieran Gillen's ever written? Is what you're saying? I wouldn't go that far because I do love Once in Future. So it's just 
He's just trying to get a rise out of me. And it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I do like Winds of Future, but uh, Gillen's. Uh, uh, I'm going to go in here a little bit. His Young Adventures was not for me. Young Adventures. Oh, um, sure. I read it because Kate, because I read everything with Kate, barring this new mini, which I'll read when it's collected. And it was, it just was not. Like, I get why some people like it. I get I why it. people find it iconic. Just not for me. Okay. Um, I, I like, I much like uh, Kelly Thompson's West Coast Avengers. That's more my speed than Young Adventures. That's more, more Kate focused. Yeah, and that might that might be it, but I'm not going to go in on Gillen like Pete wants me to. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> however, once in future is a whole lot of fun, and I like what it does with storytelling, yeah. mythology, and you know, that's a, that's a very uh, map book. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, but but yeah, but but like Task Force Z, if I was on, you know, basically the fence about it issue, whatever the issue three or four, whatever this one was uh, this week. Definitely put me onto the this is must read now because I like, gotta know what's going on. It almost feels like it's taken over that Suicide Squad vibe where it's this team book that might ascend to more mm-hmm. than. But just the fact that we have something even like DC versus Zombie or DC versus Vampires in, in conjunction with kind of a zombie book at the same time, I feel like they would have made them come out at different times and not even on the same week. But here we are on the verge of 2022 and DC's like, nah, shoot, we might do a werewolf book next year. <laughs> you know, why not? Well, you're hoping they will anyway. Are they going to get Ben Percy back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hear Gillen uh, writes his uh, scripts in crayon. Okay. Why are you going some... so hard on, on poor Kieran Gillen? <laughs> what do you do to you? Them if they come out like this. <laughs> Kara loves them so much. It's just funny. You can write them in scriptographs in the sound you know, if they come out like this. I gotta say, the last time I felt about a writer the way I feel about Tom Taylor was Jason Aaron when he was writing Thor. Mm-hmm. So, Connery, I, I get it. You know what? I was yeah. just speaking to someone the other day about how it's weird how no one talks about Jason Aaron right now. Right? Well, and, I, I, I don't yeah. mean to say that he's doing anything wrong he's only he's on you know some books yeah but and, and one of them is goddamn avengers it's like you know and that's yeah. had like 50 odd issues of this yeah. but but no one's just talking about it and, you know a few years ago when he was on thor you had you know southern yeah. bastards he was the mm-hmm. go-to name that people would like you know when you fan cast a he's, book like yeah. what writer do you want this? jason aaron he's, was on every list and now he's, no he's pulled off for sure but i feel like he's doing the exact books he wants to because uh i was like oh another conan book and i looked and he's writing that so like he's writing Conan, he's kind of in his own little corner doing what he wants. I get his newsletter, he's doing well. Uh, fantasy booking Bray Wyatt showing up somewhere. Yeah, I mean maybe it's just the case know? of he's he's doing solid work but not exceptional work. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he's, there's just nothing exciting to talk yeah, about. Yeah, right maybe now. it's just as if for, for three or four years he was yeah. the hottest thing in comics, mm-hmm. right? You know, like everyone wanted mm-hmm. him on every book, See? and now. Yeah. It's not that his books are bad right now, because I I don't think they are. I don't, maybe they're not to the same exceptional level, but they're not bad. Hey, they, you know, DC's done a good job of pulling Chip over. Maybe, maybe Aaron just needs a change oh. of scenery. Uh, that's the coup. If I want things for 2022, I want Kelly Thompson and Chip Zarsky, like, pulled over for more. Just like that. Yeah. Like, I want the coup. Yeah. And can Chip finish his Daredevil run first, please? Yes. Yeah, so he can finish Daredevil, but then he's exclusively on DC books. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, if I want to grab Al Ewing while they're doing it, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with that too. Uh, See, I feel like Al Ewing is, he was the protege to Aaron. So Aaron's just watching his his guy 
the rising star. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember them doing books together, kind of like Snyder and Tynan used to. And now Ewing is that name. Um, so, shit, I gotta finish Hulk at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Hulk and Swamp Thing have got a lot of parallels. You can, well, once, uh, you? once Ram V's done with uh, Swamp Thing, give all Ewing the next, <laughs> the next go around. Uh, anyway, alright, so let's get on to the top 10 books of the year. This is the, the main event. This is where we're going to have to agree and organize. I'll I'll sort them on a on a list that I've got handy here. Many of the things that I, I will lately put forth, I, I I suspect that Future State as a whole just will get ignored because it's hard to kind of include any one of those books. None of yeah. them are long enough to be in contention yeah. for best yeah. book, even if some of them were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I feel like with some of them, like we we'll kind of even if not officially, we kind of think of them as just like connected to other books because there were kind of lead-ins to we'll other probably think of those two issues of swamp thing as just yeah. part of ramby's swamp thing so same with I mean, they're in the same they're in the same trade yeah same with johnson's yeah. action comics same with uh even like ramby's catwoman issues like yo yeah you know joel jones one to go yeah. i just suspect i don't suspect that'll make this list but no. just for the purposes of yeah fairness it, it's kind of a problem though when when the future state uh, with Wonder Girl was the strongest thus far. It was, yeah. That that first so. Wonder Girl issue in Future State was the best one. Mm-hmm. So, but, but yeah. It's so. all downhill from then. It has. It's all been downhill. It's really sad, but it has Walking been all Walking Dead TV show syndrome. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, in the honor of Frank Darabont, uh, I mean, do we, do we suggest <laughs> things? I, I think I know what number one might be from all of us. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to say Nightwing's number one just now and just yeah, uh, put it on. Easy. Okay. Easy, okay. easy. All right. Nightwing's number one. We all agree. There we go. Oh, we're done here, yeah? So... Oh, we're going to do... Yeah. Well, nine to go. But... Let's get <laughs> yeah. Nightwing on every slot. <laughs> we can't do that yet. <laughs> slot for each issue. Oh, dear. All right. So... I think... I mean, there's obvious things here. There's a couple of Tom King books. I think Strange Adventures and Rorschach... Both of, I mean, both me and Matt are going to root highly for both. I think Connor's going to root highly for one of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they're both on well, the short list. And, and here's the thing: I would put Rorschach over Strange Adventures, but the fact that Strange Adventures is the only one all three of us read, I feel like that has to go higher, That's despite fair. the fact that I like Rorschach more. So. I, th- I think that uh, makes some sense. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously things will slot in around these, but like, mm-hmm. technically then at this point, we have Nightwing at number one, Strange Adventures at number two, and number three is Rorschach. That's where we are right now with what we've put forth. All right. All right. So let's, so now we dealt with the King, let's deal with the Ram V. All right. So you want so, to throw in Catwoman and Swamp thing into this list? Catwoman and Swamp thing, where would we put those? Well, I guess the first thing is which one of the, like, which, which is the higher of the mm-hmm. two? That's what I mean. Let's yeah. have, for me, Catwoman. But, you know. Swamp Thing for me. See, I'll, I'll go more with Catwoman, but they're close. <laughs> because I was down for Swamp Thing, right? But it was you two talking about how good Catwoman was mm-hmm. that pulled me back to Catwoman. And then it ended up being like one of the first books I would read uh, the week that it would come out. Just because. I had to know. Okay, here's a question. Right, but it's more so for Matt because obviously Connor would say for yeah. one of them for sure. But w- would you want either of those Ram V books above either of the Tom King books, would, or would you think they should both go under those two Tom King books? 
Uh, see, because it's weird because we already put Strange Adventures and we already know that I like Rorschach yeah. on Strange Adventures. So that's why it already puts me at a weird spot. What put the art in Catwoman, I would put as much as I like Perkins. I like Blanco's art or Catwoman more than... So I would probably put that... But I put Fornis' best art, so it's tough. So I would probably <laughs> go... Probably Rorschach than Catwoman if I had my pick. And then probably Swamp Thing. And Swamp Thing. Just right? think I could say, oh, the ones we suggested so yeah. far. Yeah. You, you would yeah. have, have Nightwing, Strange Adventures, Rorschach, Catwoman, Swamp Thing. I feel like Connor's yeah. about to jump in here and complain wildly about this. <laughs> but... I feel like I'm not going to get above both of them above Rorschach, if, but I feel at least one of them should be. If, if, if I had to, if I had to compromise, I would put Catwoman over Rorschach. Just because they are very similar in my brain over that. that this is a weird stance still we're at because yeah. Connor yeah. wants both of them over Rorschach. I think right. Rorschach should be over both of them. And out of the two that right. are there, I would want Swamp Thing over Cat. <laughs> so yeah. we're in a bit of a weird pickle here where... <laughs> We've become the Spider-Man cartoon meme. <laughs> we're all... We're, we all I, I guess I'm, I'm willing to compromise to okay. the extent of even though I think Catwoman is the better book, uh huh. I think you two both compromised by putting Strange Adventures above Rorschach. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to compromise to put Swamp Thing above Catwoman on the condition that that goes above at least one of the Tom King books. So you're saying Swamp Thing should go above Rorschach? Yeah. Okay, so so Connor's proposition here would be that it would go Nightwing, Strange Adventures, Swamp Thing, Rorschach, Catwoman. Yes. I can get. I mean, I want Swamp Thing higher than Catwoman, so I I can kind of get on board with that compromise. But I feel I mean like... that that's fine. The fact that it took <laughs> me what four issues to get to Catwoman, I think that's fair. Okay. Okay. So I'd listen to you guys for four issues talking about how great it was and just fold my arms and go, no. It's the Ted Lasso of comic books. <laughs> and everyone's telling me how great oh, it is. Even like, Matt's now watching that. It's wait, so wait, good. Yeah. Well, here's, the, here's an objective. Uh, oh, yeah, we were talking about it before you came on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yes, uh, well, here's an objective point to make maybe to suggest why Swamp Thing is a more, com- well, not complete, but a, a less interrupted package than Catwoman is. Catwoman yeah. has that weird start where like the first part of the runs in like part of issue twenty five. That's not all Ram True. V. And then you also have the Fear State tie-in issues, which are still Ram V and they're still important to the run, but they also still have right. to do some they Fear do State get stuff. Interrupted. So whereas you know, yeah. just if, if I'm putting points forth to where Swamp Thing is, just no, it's it's just but the Swamp Thing. Also got Ram V Poison Ivy too. So like, uh huh, yeah. uh huh. All right. Okay. Queen uh, Ivy. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, actually, back to another Tom King book here. I think because Supergirl needs to kind of, I think, be mentioned here. Now it can go at the bottom of this list as it is, but like, I don't think you add it to the table right now to establish. I a... suspect it will get pushed off, but I mean, sure, it can go at the bottom of this list for now. Okay. Well, you can really put it at, at ten. See what else comes up. You know. Well, in fact, I mean, it's at six, but technically, yes. It could become yeah, number right. ten, yes. Because I, I, that's not even my top Superman book, because I'd, I'd have to put Action Comics, you know, over there. Well, let's, let's, um, let's tackle Action next, then. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, Action... Like, I wouldn't put Action above, obviously, Nightwing, or... 
either of those two main king books. I'd probably put it under Swamp Thing as well and just have it snug in there, but I feel like Matt might <laughs> debate yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, it's, I mean, it, for me, action's in my top five, I would put it, so I couldn't... Well, this, this would five. be in the top five. <laughs> right, then, then I'm fine. As long as it's five, I'm fine. If it bumps if it bumps Catwoman or Swamp Thing, I don't... It doesn't bother it, me. It would bump Catwoman 36, uh, with that's, my suggestion. I'm okay with that. Preserve Clark at all costs. <laughs> I mean, honestly, more things are we, are might bump it down. But... Kind of future state two issues, kind of in this. Yeah, discussion. yeah, it's just yeah, part yeah, of it. Yeah, because yeah. they okay, did. They, yeah. they were like this weird prologue that was set in the future. They're clearly part of the World War okay. Saga, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll start with Superman still. Then Superman, son of Kal El. Do I mean? Where do you think that? Maybe right it's now. a good book, but it's probably the lowest it's, on this list. It's, it's on the lower uh, end, yeah. I I, I would yeah. concur right now. I mean, I think it's getting to places, but I'd, yeah, I would say it's probably... Well, we we didn't bring up... So on all these other ones, we've, we brought up the artist, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe without action. We haven't. We didn't bring up the artist at all on Son of Kal-El. That's true. So that's why I would have to put it as a whole. Like, it's good, and that, but that annual might be my favorite mm. issue. Well, okay, I'll, I'll slot that in at uh, number eight just now, which is under Supergirl uh, at the okay. bottom, right? Mm-hmm. For, for now. I think that's fair. We can readjust, that, that's obviously. That's a compromise I could, I could make that in my super books, it would go action, woman of tomorrow, son of Kal-El. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. All right, well, let's jump over to some bat books then, because obviously these need to enter into the discussion. Um, I think between... So just to look at Batman... Okay, I'm going to put forth all the Bat books that I, I considered in my head when I was thinking about this earlier. Right, so obviously you get Batman, you got Detective. Uh, you could maybe include Robin and Batman. I know it's only been two issues, but there's only three issues total, so it's the majority of it. It's weird, but I feel like I really want to wait for the ending of that one. Yeah, even I though, know, I know. Even though I might... Two issues to two issues compared to some of the other Black Label books, yeah. I think that might be my favourite. But I kind of want to wait. Yeah, it's kind of weird. See it. uh, I think it's horrible. However, okay, well, that is half. Uh, that said, though, I, the imposter's finished, though, and I think the imposter should at least be in the discussion. I think that's probably my favorite of those three. Um, that's tough. I would put, I would put it above Batman. I I think for me it'd be Detective, then the imposter, and then Batman. Uh, just to rank those three on their own to begin with. Yeah, yeah, but for me, there's a big gap between Detective and then even the imposter, just because it's a prestige. Full story. The it, it's not jumping through the hoops. Sure. Tamaki was with Fear State, and you know it's not, and that for me is why it ranks the highest. I think it's like just this. It's the purest story, right? In the sense, it, it's the same way how like a lot of the Tom King books just get to do their thing, tell their story. They're not interrupted by other stuff. That's same with the Imposter. It's like no, it's I mean, just that. That's that's fair. Uh, like, I still haven't finished. Two of, I still haven't uh, finished the Imposter. So I can't really speak out. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I break the tie, and I suppose then the detective should go above imposter. Yeah, then, I, I guess I'm case. out on that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we're all pretty passionate. Well, I mean, we're all fairly passionate about detective. Uh, yeah, that's... But, so, of, so that book set in Gotham. That's my top. So this is where we stay. Okay, so detective being the top of those bat books, where does that detective slot into that list that we've already assembled? Keep at in least, mind, at least above Supergirl for me. Okay. I can't remember what was above that. Uh, above above Supergirl is Catwoman. And then above that is Action. And then above that is Swamp Thing. I, I'm fine putting Tech at six. Above Catwoman? Yeah. 
I'm okay with that one. I would put it above Catwoman. I would, I would, I would concur with that. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I would personally maybe even put a scholarship of action right now. Admittedly, I do think what action is building to will be more special if it true, hits what true. it feels like it's going to hit. But uh, I got, I'm happy to settle with Detective just under action above Catwoman at number six. I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, so I would have the Imposter next. Uh, so under Detective right now, you've got Catwoman, then Supergirl, and then Superman, Son of Kal-El. Um, I would I would trade Robin for Superman, uh, Son of Kal-El, but that's just me. So that would I would put the imposter over that. I one. hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd put I'd put imposter above Son of Kal-El. Definitely. Um, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow isn't. I think I would right now. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, when it's finished, maybe I'll second guess it but i think right now with it six out of eight issues i would put imposter above supergirl yeah it's it, it's the same thing that happens every year with this so it's slightly unfair comparisons that you're comparing yeah, a, a complete is. story to something that's three quarters done but that's the nature of doing these lists when you do them there's got to be a cutoff somewhere like you can't just wait because by the time if we wait for these to first and something else will right. be halfway through just the way yeah, exactly uh <sighs> i would also put it above supergirl yeah, yeah, I figured you would. So, I mean, yeah. no argument from you on that. Yeah, but being that I still have, like, 20 pages to go on The Imposter, <laughs> I really feel like I can't weigh in. That was the week that I missed. Um, Did you read half and... the issue? But yeah, because when people are talking to you at work and you're trying to read, <laughs> and then when this uh, this week's books comes out, I have to prioritize those. Sure. So, that said, it goes down smooth. Like, I feel like The Imposter taking breaks because it's such a large book hmm. like it feels like i'm at the point where it would have ended at an issue right so yeah we talked about that earlier where it really feels like six issues of something versus just three so oh, um, oh, oh, i mean honestly i think personally i would probably even nudge it above catwoman but below detective uh but i, I wouldn't i i would i yeah. would put it yeah i would put catwoman above the imposter i'd put catwoman above it as well Oh, well, yeah, you yeah. brought the tie then, Connor. That makes yeah. it simple. Uh, uh, all right. The imposter, I'll put above Supergirl, below Catwoman. Uh, there you go. Uh, right. And we kind of agreed Robin and Batman shouldn't yeah. be factored in. Oh, I pressed the button that I shouldn't have done there. Oh, no. So, so read, it, read us back what we have right now. Okay, so right now we got Nightwing, Strange Adventures. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I forgot to move something up. That's my bad. Uh, Strange Adventures, then Swamp Thing, then Rorschach, then Action Comics, Detective Comics, Catwoman, The Imposter, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, and Superman Son of Kal-El. But we've not slotted in Batman yet. So, and I do think Batman should probably go above Son of Kal-El, I'd say, for sure. I really want to get Robin in on there. I love that book. I don't think Robin's made it, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think Robin is, but I don't think Son of Kal-El is, honestly. I don't think Supergirl's staying on there either. Um, so I'd rather really have any of those books than Batman. That's I think, where I am. I think Batman... I don't think I should go to... I, I, yeah, I'd probably just put it above Son of Kel. I'd probably keep Supergirl or Woman of Tomorrow above Batman, actually. Which means it's probably not going to stay on, but... Yeah, because... For the sake of, like... 
yeah, so I'm going to put it above Son of... Unless there's, like, major objections to that, but... No. I, I think the reason why you're not objected is because you know it's going to get bumped off anyway in a second. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You, Matt wants to fight for Robin. I, I want to throw out Nice House on the Lake still. Nice House on the Lake is the other one that I, I was going to... I'd rather have Nice consider. House on the Lake than Batman. Well, Nice House on the Lake nice is much higher than that, though, I think. Nice I think the... that's in the five to seven range, at yeah. least. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Nice House in the Lake is probably above Catwoman. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then it's Detective up higher than that. Would I put it above Detective? I would. Yeah, yeah. I might. Yeah, I, maybe above Action as well. To be honest, so that, that would put it at number five. I would not, because again, I've made a. Well, I, I've made Ka- it. Car could break the tie then. Car, would you right. put it above Action? Would I put it above Action? Remember, he's putting a, a voice track of you talking like a munchkin at the end of the episode. <laughs> oh, in that Just... case, God damn it, no, of course not. Uh, no, uh, I'm actually going to say no anyway, though. Um, mm-hmm. No. Because well, I, I love the six issues of Nice mm-hmm. House. Sure. Definitely. I think action benefits from having more issues. It's got those two, three future state issues, if we're counting in the House of L issue as well, which I think we kind of have to because House of L came back in the regular run as well. <clears throat> So I think that's part of the same story. So overall, I, I oh, for including the House of L issue, then the action should be like then at number ten or something. No, <laughs> that's just so, disrespectful. Yeah, I, I think uh, between the two books for me, uh, between action and detective. Okay, so I'm, I, I'm fine with 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 going action and then uh, nice house. Yeah. So I, yeah. as it, as it stands right now, it's Nightwing, Strange Adventures, Swamp Thing, Rorschach, Action Comics, Nice House in the Lake, Detective Comics, Catwoman, Batman the Imposter, and Supergirl: Moon of Tomorrow. That's the list as it stands. If, if I'm not getting Robin, I'm okay with those. Yeah, I, I have to be honest, well, Matt. I I don't think Robin should make it on the list, but well, based on what's there. Does Matt think Robin should knock off Supergirl last? No, and that's what I'm saying. If I'm not going to get yeah. Robin, I'm okay with with Supergirl being. Ten. I I don't think Robin should knock off Supergirl. I think and, and Supergirl's I'm, better. And I'm fine with Batman the Imposter being there. Um, hey, you're lucky. And, and, you're and lucky that one Dark Knight only had one issue. Otherwise, we'd be fighting tooth and nail, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so because Connor didn't like it that much. I think he'd been outvoted pretty hard. Yeah. Yes, but there is like. It, it, there would still have to be like a like if I let's say I mean I don't want to say it was the best book of the year, right? But let's say if I, you were putting it at number one, then maybe we'd concede it at the number ten spot. <laughs> True, because that's how these kind but of it would have, work. But it would have to make it on though. Is the point? <laughs> Man, I remember doing those old mile fuzz lists and like putting Batman in at like twenty five <laughs> just to take away points. Uh, uh, um, I mean, is there any books that someone wants to nominate that they think should make it onto the ten? That's not there right now. Out of out of the ones so so far, the ones that I would, the ones that I want represented are represented. The one the one that I'm still dodgy on because I finished it is the imposter. But everything else, I agree with being on the top ten. Yeah. So, I mean, the obviously, only other one that the, I would put in my top ten that you guys wouldn't is Robin. Yeah. Because I overvalue that book. The the only yeah I I think we're all going to none of us are going to have the perfect order, but I feel Ooh. like that ten. Is pretty. The, the only other book I'd throw out as just a, a wild card that, I mean, you you two can both just shoot this down, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Arkham City. I, I put, like Arkham City more I like, than I like Imposter, but I like it. But I wouldn't put it in the ten. I, I like Imposter and Supergirl more than I like Arkham City. 
And then by default, everything else. Yeah, yeah I, I like Supergirl and Arkham City more than the imposter, but that could change with the back half. <laughs> it could nail the landing really well, I'm just saying. But Arkham City, the ending could completely unravel. That said, I don't think Dan Waters yeah. would. Right, because I yeah. feel like, and, and, that's, and that's another case as well. We're only halfway through that story versus, yeah. you know, these other it's, books that are finished. It's or... crazy in the best way, right? Like we got Solomon Grundy in the last one, and I know Nathan the Lake's only halfway, but that's half of twelve instead of half of six, which is, is a yeah, difference. Yeah, but that that yeah. does feel like the end of a chapter that we got to. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Fair so... warning. Next year, I will be fighting, fighting for Dark Knights of Steel. Uh, Morgan Morgan Freeman gif. Good luck. <laughs> I have Matt on my side. I need I, more than some of these other books. Sure, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see what's coming when when Tom Taylor's JSA is out next year. We'll see what. Oh, you think I'm not going to have Tom Taylor's JSA pretty high on my list? <laughs> I'm willing to into existence. Uh, is there anything else to to nominate? Is anyone? Um... Throwing something out that they think. All my favorite books that when they come out, what I read first, but we've all mentioned them. So, you know, I don't have yeah. any off the top of my head. We've, we've talked the Taylor books, we've talked the King books, uh, we've done the Ram B books, I talked Williamson, um, Philip Kenny Johnson's there. Mm-hmm. All the artists that I brought up are all represented, I think. I really don't have any surprises you know up my sleeve on this one no i'm just scanning that that list of all the things that started this year again and nothing is sticking out um there's had enough issues to yeah you know be considered like you know this time next year when we're talking about this again like i'm sure yeah. human target is going to be something me yeah. and Matt are arguing like, for I, i'm I sure i feel like how connor feels about dark knight that steals how i feel about human target but you know I mean, it's going to be up there next yeah. year, assuming yeah. it continues on its current trajectory. Yes. Exactly. You but also, Dark that Knight... it's not there for this discussion right now. Right. And Dark Knight of Steel could be that, that those two could be one and two for next year, for all I know. You know? I mean, I, I mean, Night... is, is Taylor it's... still on Nightwing all year? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Taylor, Taylor could just point. sweep it with all of his books next time. <laughs> well, I think it's funny, though, if you look at our top 10. Uh, between the two Toms, right? Like Tom Taylor and Tom King account for Nightwing, Strange Adventures, Rorschach, uh, da, 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 and Supergirl. So that's four out of ten. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a hefty three, chunk. Three of those are Tom King, though. And the thing is, because with Tom Taylor's books, obviously, uh, Son of Kal El is like I mean, it's a good. Book, I mean, to me, it's just been bumped off though. It's like almost there. It is, but then there's the the end of Disease, which only really had one issue, so, yeah. so we can't really count that. At the right. start of Dark Knight of Steel, so we can't really count that. Right. But it's like both the uh, like those, those those two other books that he's had as high profile books. Right. Whereas, whereas you know King got to finish two yeah. books. Yeah, he got he got to finish two amazing books this year. So he's right. Right. he's got uh uh and then most of Supergirl of course right. as well. So he's got a lot of like ammunition for this. Yeah, I mean if we were including those two issues of mm-hmm. Human Target, I, I would you know that might push him over. Uh, Tom Taylor, but Nightwing's that good. I don't think, you know, it could unseat that. So, yeah, I don't have any other books okay. I can think of. Well, Definitely that... not Justice League, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> in that case, uh, and Connor, you're sure Harley Quinn's not a contender for this? 
<laughs> it can go on the uh, the list of things I would rather not read. <laughs> so in that case, the final list uh, after the debating is done. Uh, number ten is Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Number nine is Batman, The Imposter. Number eight is Catwoman. Number seven is Detective Comics. Number six is Nice House on the Lake. Number five is Action Comics. Number four is Rorschach. Number three is Swamp Thing. Number two is Strange Adventures. And number one is Nightwing. And I, I think, for me, like, the exact ten books that I think should be there are there. Uh, I would slightly jiggle the order a touch, but not by much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where I am. Obviously, for me, there's a handful of books that I wouldn't have on there. I, I yeah. think, though, ultimately, none of us are really happy, other than the fact that Nightwing's at one, <laughs> which was the one thing that we were all like, yeah, obviously. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. yeah. I don't mean Matt are pretty happy. This, this, I'm, okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Again, right? I would I'd probably drop the imposter, bump up Supergirl, throw away Robin, Robin yeah, or, mm-hmm. or Son of Kal-El in, in another spot and get all the Tom Taylor books in. Right, yeah, but I, I, I'm okay Batman with on my list. Right, yeah. So I, I'm okay, and if we're picking just tiny books, I'm fine with Nice House over Batman. But that's yeah, because Batman I, was kind of a mixed bag. There were some that are better than others. So I think um, we all agree that Nice House is better than Batman. Yeah, for the year. This is why it's this is like sad. it's a weird list for me in that I think I'm the only one of us who who overall prefers Batman preferred Batman over Detective. Probably because you're mm-hmm. weird. Pretty, but you know, I was pretty consistent in that throughout the year. Uh, well, yeah. Whenever this came up, so detective being at around what was our seven, yeah. six, seven, uh, seven, seven's detective, seven. But then being no Batman is one of those things where for me that's a weird choice. But you know, that's these lists. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the fun of like having it be a shared list that we yeah. have to debate on is uh, yeah. getting to this sort of result. Yeah. So. There's our official Comics of the Multiverse top 10 of 2021. It's having had action in at 5, so I'm, I'm okay. That's a respectful You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> it was almost number 6 if, if Connor had went a certain other way with the, one of his decisions. Yeah, but that's because I, I agreed on Rorschach, right? And, you know, so we were able to get that, get, get that mm-hmm. handled. So. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I think I did last year that I just forgot about this year uh, was to put out like a form for like the audience to like vote on things. Um, I'm still going to do it though because it's such a good idea. Uh, what I'll yeah. do is is I'll make sure the link for the form is in the description for this episode and it'll be in the next couple of regular episodes as well. Uh, I'll, I'll pick whatever the deadline is uh, when I'm setting up. but uh, And I'll just announce the results of the, the votes uh, on whatever quiet episode we have towards the end of January. Yeah. So. Y'all rep Robin hard for me, right? <laughs> so there'll be like a top 10 formed out of points based on what they put in as their top 10s uh, and they mm-hmm. can vote on best writer, artist and uh, yeah, and see how it goes. Uh, so yeah, just a bit of a bonus bit here at the end then because uh, it's always worth just saying, hey, what about other places since yeah. we talk about DC all the mm-hmm. time? Is there anything else we want to say? Like I said, uh, I've not really been reading other things this year. I just this week started. Uh, so hey, Kelly Thompson's Black Widow, pretty good, but that's yeah. all I got for you. So it's a very uh, good book. I will yeah. second that. Yes. I, uh, earlier in the year, I was getting caught up on both Captain America and uh, Aaron's um, Avengers, mm-hmm. but Aaron's Avengers started to lose me when we got to this whole Conshu Moon Knight. That's about where I fell off. I fell off just after that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, this is going weird places. I, I, 
I gotta make sacrifices somewhere, you know. Mm. So um I also gotta catch up on the Mortal Hulk. Um because I was enjoying that one, I just fell behind. Uh, but Coates's Captain America was pretty good. I think I finished that. He would did like what twenty five issues? Twenty nine, I think. Twenty nine, yeah. I feel like I read all of them. Yeah, that ended a few months ago. Okay. Then if it ended a few months ago, I did not, because I hadn't touched <laughs> Cap since maybe twenty five then. Uh, yeah, I did got a few issues. I mean, I actually like you know I love Cap and I love Daredevil, yeah. uh, but like I haven't read the, those this year. Like the last issues of those I read were definitely probably mid I'm to early twenty twenty. Up to date in terms of uh, up to date being Marvel Unlimited up to date, right. so it's like three months behind on on both of those. Obviously, Cap is finished. I think it never quite re- regained the heights of its first couple of arcs where it had yeah. phenomenal art. Mm. I don't think it ever quite got back to that level, but it was always good. Uh, Daredevil is one yeah. of Marvel's best books. I'm, hands I'm down. excited to start that now. Um, uh, give, given what happened in the MCU the last couple of weeks, uh, uh, I'm excited to have Matt Murdock back in my life. Yeah. So. Uh, just in Marvel books, the ones I've been enjoying, obviously Daredevil, uh, the Beta Ray Bill 5-issue oh? mini by um, Daniel Warren Johnson, who did uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Can, can I just say, Beta Ray Bill is a complete prick in Marvel Puzzle Quest. I just wanted to say oh, that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's just... He's just he's, he's a five not star, worthy, huh? He's a five-star character, and he's just a pain to fight against. It's just... It's not, it's not fun. <laughs> just... the, the original wielder of Stormbreaker. So, same with that uh... bitch Polaris yeah. as well. All of her powers are really annoying to deal yeah, with. Yeah, fake Magneto daughter. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's a surprisingly fun book. See, mm. uh, and Black Widow. Uh, what are the other good ones I've been reading from them? Thor. Uh, Donny Cates' Thor has been yeah, very I, good. I got behind an issue five and I never caught up. So Yeah, I'd, I'd say go back to it. Yeah, I will. Uh, a surprise book that I've I've enjoyed more than I expected to, barring like one issue that I wasn't super keen on, is Iron Man. Uh, I think Christopher Campwell is the writer. Okay. Um, hmm. It's shockingly good. It's it's basically, uh, it's it's not just an Iron Man book, it's Iron Man and Patsy Walker, essentially. Hellcat, huh? Yeah. It, it never told me that, but like she has essentially been the co-lead for 80% of the book. What, uh, what's her role in it? Is they, what are they... Kind of a, a pseudo relationship with Tony, like they've the, okay. the, obviously got history, and it's kind of playing on a lot of that. And you know, uh-huh. there's things with Tony's addiction problems that you know, and she's like helping with those, and it's mm. it's pretty good. It's it's, it's worth checking okay. out again. Is not what I expected from the current Iron Man book, but okay, it's good. Um, any any independents that are new that you were reading? Yeah, uh, it didn't actually start. Trent Krem, the independent. Very good. Uh, <laughs> it didn't start this year, but I read it this year, and most of it has come out this year, and that would be Something is Killing the Children. I got it. Uh, which is obviously the so tiny I, book. I have a fun relationship with the guy that works at my shop. Not the owner, but the guy that works it. I will not pick up books he recommends, just out of spite. And he's been trying to get me to get Something is Killing the Children. And I threatened that I was going to pick up Homesick Pilots based off of what you and James. I just caught up with that. And he week. goes, if if you get Homesick Pilots before something's killing the children, 
I will not pull your books anymore. Okay. I really enjoyed Homesick Pilots. Yes. 10 or 11 issues that are out so far. Yes. Something Killing Children is better, and you would enjoy it more. Uh, so it is. But Connor, you understand horror, that if, horror, if I pick it up, on, he wins. I know, but it's a horror take on like a modern Buffy. It is one of the four books that I can think of playing with the the Tulpa idea. Uh, yeah. You make me go this weekend, aren't you? And uh, <laughs> I'm just going to list the, the other. The, obviously, it's one thing. Uh, something that's killing the children is yeah. one that, and and it's associated spin-off House of Slaw. I'm just kind of including right. that in there. Right. Uh, Another Tynan book, because Tynan really likes this idea, apparently, uh, yeah. Department of Truth. Yeah, that's the other one that I which I really want to read. Yeah, yeah, which does it through the, a conspiracy theory lens. Uh, very good. Right. And the, I know the issue nine, is of Future. He, he gets to Bigfoot, and so I have to get through the other ones. There's Bigfoot, Bigfoot stuff. There's some other monsters. There's uh, it, it deals with satanic panic. There's, well, it looks uh, like I'm spending some money at the shop this weekend, so... Thanks, Connor. Um, I'd apologize, but yeah, I know. you should be reading these books. And and yeah, the fall. I just remember telling him that I, I was going to go look at Homesick Pilots based off of you and James. And he goes, if you get that before something's killing the children, I will stop pulling your books. One one so. last book that may actually swing into that idea, yeah. although I'm not sure yet because it's a five-issue mini. Yeah. I've only read three issues so far. Fourth one just came out this last week. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is May's book by Jeff Lemire. And that's, it's Lemire doing writing and art. Okay. Uh, so it's one of those Lemire books. It's not me, it's, right. it's main. What? <laughs> Matt, you were eating a Terry's chocolate orange before we started the show. <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess the ad campaign. That, <laughs> no. That, that, so <laughs> so the, the first time I ever had a Terry's was a Terry's bar at Epcot when I messaged Pete Back in yeah. 2013, um, the, the bars are more we, common. Like they, 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 right. they're the, like obviously the oranges are the, the fun ones because they're actually shit. Like I had orange, never but... had one till then. I I sent Pit, uh, Pete a pic. We weren't even recording a show yet, right? He's just my friend that lives, you know, overseas, and so I sent him a picture of all these sweets at Epcot and and the UK Pavilion. He tells me what to get. Fast forward ten years later, my local grocery store starts selling the actual Terry's orange. Right. So I am like, this was great. I start picking it up. Never seen an ad for them. No. Right? So the advert campaign, yeah. just to explain my joke there for you, Matt, uh, yeah. is that there was an actress called Don French. She used to do all the ads and uh -huh. it's called Terry's Chocolate Orange. And she'd always end the ad by saying, it's not Terry's, it's mine. And then take a bite. Like, <laughs> now that I know that, that's funny. Yeah. I was cracking, but... I was cracking a nice Terry's Chocolate Orange joke. There you go. They're, they're delicious, guys. If you've never had them, track them down. Um, quite delicious. Even the dark chocolate one. Very right, good. Yeah. yeah. Right, the chocolate, the chocolate, orange flavored chocolate is like amazing. It shouldn't work, but <laughs> shouldn't work, but it does. It's just delightful stuff. I I, I can't recommend it more. Um, especially in the, in the U.S. when you have like horrible Hershey's bars and stuff like. Yeah. Um. Y'all's chocolate really ruined that for me. So, like, <laughs> it's hard to enjoy a s'mores when that's the easiest chocolate to get is, is the Hershey's. It's just doesn't taste as good, you know? Mm. Um, even the Cadbury's different, as, as we've yeah. talked, is, you know... Uh, um, you need to try some uh, Galaxy chocolate, Matt, at some point. Yeah, I, I, I have. Oh, you have. Galaxy's mm. good, yeah, yeah. Um, we found when we were in Ventura, there's a, there was a British shop. Ah, uh, they had a Galaxy easy. bar. We got... 
the honeycomb one, which is like a Butterfinger, but not. Um, no, what was the name of it? It's just chocolate covered honeycomb, basically. A date uh, bar? Maybe? Uh, no. I don't remember the name stuff. of it. But it was, it was, maybe it was a crunchy. I don't remember. I'd have to look at the. Yeah, but a Butterfinger's not honeycomb, though. A Butterfinger's like. No, but it's the same consistency. It got stuck in my teeth like a Butterfinger. Oh, that's a crunchy. Yeah. Okay. Is it a, a gold wrapper? No, it was a purple wrapper. I'll have to, I'll have to find it. A picnic? Um, no. Uh, a picnic's nuts and raisins, isn't it? Aye, but yeah. it's still a bit chewy. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it was, it was that in the Galaxy Bar we got, and both, both were very, very good. So, I steered my friend away from the from the um, arrow by one. I forget which of you told mint, me it felt arrows like, a decent. Yeah, it wasn't mint, but it was the you, you're paying for air. I forget which one of you told <laughs> it's me. It's just that. bubbles. Yes, it's, it's just bubbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for air. that's really just playing the regular one. The mint one's pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah I would, honestly, like the, the last thing I would tell you you have to track down, Matt, at some point is a Kinder Bueno. Uh, yeah, it's a must have, must have. This one. If, you, oh, if you're a fan of hazelnut as a flavor, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, so my, my wife's favorite treat of all time is a Ferrero Rocher, oh, which is yeah, hazelnut, which very nice. I never really liked until this year Ta- something hey, clicked. talking uh, about uh, dark chocolate versions being great, the dark chocolate Ferrero Rocher is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Keep, I'll just uh, swing it back around to comics just to finish off with one last yeah. recommendation. <laughs> there you go. One final one. Uh, just for the record, May's book will be interrupting me. It's Lemire doing what Lemire does. It's the kind of sad, otherworldly kind of, you know, is you know, it's a guy who's lost a lost a kid and can't mm-hmm. move on, and the city is a maze, and maybe she's alive still somewhere at the middle of the maze. But yeah, sounds terrifying and would do absolutely nothing for my anxiety. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's really good though, but uh, it's a Lemire book. If you if if you like those those Lemire drawn books as well, you'll enjoy it, this one. It sounds like a a spiritual successor to Underwater Welder. In a lot of ways, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if you like that, you uh, like this. But by the way, Connor, it was a crunchy. It was the purple four pack, which by it was purple and not gold. Purple? So I don't think I've ever seen a purple wrapper. I, I will let me let me. Find a way to send this to you guys, and uh... but, yeah, I, I knew it was a crunchy. Uh, yeah. But the, the only other book I'm going to recommend is uh, Tilly Walton's On a Sunbeam. Sorry, doorbell just rang. It threw me off. Who the hell's ringing the doorbell this time of night? I'll I'll, I'll I'll jump in here and say I'm not a big fan of a crunchy. I think a butterfinger's a bit better than a crunchy. But it's... I've never had a butterfinger. No, they're both good. It, 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 it was a nice novelty because it's not like I can find it everywhere. Mm. You know, butterfinger I can just pull off the, you know. That's the opposite but, here. I, you know, you have to track yeah. down a butterfinger. Yeah. yeah. Crunchies I used to have a lot, like when I was young. They were, they were one of my go-tos. So mm. no, they're good. But yeah. comics, Tilly Walton, <laughs> on a Sunday. It is honestly the the single best thing I've read this year, like by far. Like, it's mm. not even close of of how how good that book. That is that is shot to possibly like it's fighting with Underwater Welder for my all-time favorite comic. Uh, like okay. that's how good that All book right. is. All right. I'm sorry, all I can think in my head is, is Matt tried a curly whirly, and he should try a curly whirly if he has What's a curly whirly? I think I have. <laughs> well, it depends. Do you mean a, a little curly whirly or a foot-long curly whirly? Oh, a proper curly whirly, like a foot-long one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the only real size for a curly whirly. I mean, honestly, I don't like them that much because they're so tough and chewy that like, I'm like, it's just, it's just a pain to eat. They are annoying, yeah. <laughs> it's just not but, fun. 
it's the, you, you feel good when you get through it because you beat it. It's the novelty, the challenge. Oh, yeah. oh Matt said there's evidence, photographic evidence. Yep. Of the purple four pack crunchy bar. Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm investigating. Okay. All right. So, yeah, usually the wrappers are just the gold color all the way through, yep. but the four pack's got like a border. Yeah. Okay. So, is it curly whirly? Is that a uh, caramel? Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like a really hard it. toffee. Yeah. Yeah. I've, very hard, very chewy. That was, yeah. I think, one of the ones Pete recommended. No, yeah, and I would recommend it. I, I just love recommending Americans Curly Wooly because you say Curly yeah. Wooly at them and they look at you like they've just heard yeah. something erotic. And, and then obviously our Mars bars <laughs> are different to their Mars bars, right? Well, right. our Mars bars are their Milky Ways, I believe. Yeah. And our Milky Ways is something I don't think they have. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I could be wrong. Hey, can you just I'm... say, uh, have you ever had the um, Curly Whirly Squirrelies? The Curly Whirly Squirrelies? Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> you used to have a hard time saying squirrel. So I make him say squirrel girl a lot. Squirrel girl. Yeah. Now he's good at it. No, uh-huh. he's not. It's because it, it's it's just because squirrely already plays into the yeah. this, the problem yeah. he has with squirrel. I'm in the right. rhythm. <laughs> I'm in yeah. the rhythm when I'm saying that. So anyway, um, British candy is better. It just it just is. I mean, outside of Snickers, I'm a sucker for Snickers. I love, I love a Snickers as well. I, I much rather have many of these other ones we've talked about. I mean, Snickers are, are in both other. places anyway. You don't have to pick between, like, Snickers are just yeah, yeah, coming yeah. here. They're, they're, they're a, a universal Yeah, state. but to me, right. But, like, the difference between the British candy and the... I'll pick up a Cadbury bar over most most sure. other American bars every time. Because it's better than most. It is. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to be posh, get some nice uh, Lind- Lindor chocolate, which is yeah. Like... I have I have some from a gift from a coworker. Oh, it's, it's... You get those, or you get you get Thorntons, right? That's that's the, the fancy ones for this it's time of year. The Lindor one, though, because it's the balls with the soft center. It's like it's heaven, and and do you know what? I saw yeah, I, flavors. I think it's Sainsbury's. Yeah, because the different flavors are nice too. Because the dark chocolate ones are nice. Then there's like yep. the hazelnut ones are nice. So I think it's Sainsbury's that are doing Lindor pick and mix. At certain stores, so you which, pick which ones you want. Yeah, the bundle. Yeah, and just yeah. get weighed and yeah, like yeah. In in the city center where I live, we we have a Lindor shop. That's just a permanent, open all year round shop. That's dangerous. With a, with a with a pick and mix there that you can just go in and anytime. That's, that's just dangerous. That's what it is. Yeah. Let's see if we have any here because. Uh... <laughs> they're very good you 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 might be able to get the because they do pre-package them in little, little boxes that you mm. can probably get mm-hmm. on your your british site that you've got there matt yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh we do but it's in california we have a lint store uh oh that you can that has a what you just call it a pick and mix i just uh, had a look on your site that you sent there matt to show us those crunchies uh, you can get the the regular ones you can get the, the a couple of the bars as well but the, the bars are Fine, I wouldn't bother. But Wait, the, do the, Americans the, not have a word for pick and mix? What do you call a pick and mix? I don't know. We just, it's like a, I guess we just say buy in bulk because you just yeah. go and you can pick. I mean, because obviously this stuff. is Lindor specifically, but normally it's just like the sort of generic kids' sweets that you get and they're just in like the tubs and you mm-hmm. just kind of scoop them into your bag, which one Excuse you want. A cup. Or a cup, yeah. 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 yeah and maybe- then you've got the, then you got the two pricing. There's there's by weight, which means you've got to be you. Know, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> you and then you've careful. got by cup, and you've got right. How much can I physically squish into this cup before yeah, the, it will overflow, and that they will let me out of the store with? Yeah, the, the cup's the better option because you because you, you, you're constantly worried. It's, it's it's the difference between dial-up internet where you're paying by the minute versus mm-hmm. broadband where you're just paying a a, a monthly fee. A bolt. <laughs> yeah. So if you get a cup, you 
you you you Tetris. You Tetris yes. your sweets into the club. It's like, I, I am maximizing <laughs> this space. Well, I hope everyone's enjoyed this descending into uh, yeah. chocolate and candy at the end. Um, I tried, I tried, I tried to bring it to comics, and somehow we got straight back. Well, because it was just you listing off random books. Well, maybe if you two read other stuff. <laughs> I'm trying, okay. I'm making an effort right now. Um, it's a thing, and uh, maybe when I'm caught up in a bunch of books, I'll I'll, I'll record a thing or two. I don't know. Mm. I'm not promising anything, but uh, patrons, you've been warned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yes there you go that's that's the aisle that's like it hey overall 2021 pretty good for dc i'd say at yeah. least you know creatively and like as much as I, yeah. I i enjoyed books pretty much every week i always i you know uh i'm actually looking back at future state now like in hindsight i'm like it was actually kind of fun at the time but it does feel like kind of like this weird just inconsequential thing now looking mm-hmm. back at it in some ways yes but then you've got Obviously, you've got some books that spun directly out of it, like Wonder Girl. Mm-hmm. But also, you have that set the direction for action. Like what we're doing now is still building towards what that few states have. All of the entire year of Batman. But it is, you know, it was, it was a laneway thing where all the regulars, you know, but, yeah. and I, I look at what came right after it. You know, Taylor's Nightwing started right after it. As soon as Future State was done, it was Nightwing time. So yeah. I'm not saying it was perfect, but yeah. I think compared to, let's say, I don't know, Convergence. Yeah. You don't say that. I was going to go with like Villains Month or... I, I was thinking specifically, here's a two month... I just, I feel like there's a common break. thread in all of those and then that, when that common thread is removed, things get better. Daddy-o! Daddy-o! Sure, he's a nice guy, but uh, it's been better uh, without him. Mm-hmm. Hey, also... You know what I'm excited for in 2022? Okay, go on. Mark Wade back at DC. Mark Wade's doing a DC, an ongoing as well. Yep, an ongoing Superman, Batman, Batman, Superman, whatever we're titling it. I mean, it's World's Finest. I mean, it's Superman, Batman, yeah. World's Finest. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot. World's Finest. Yeah, it's World's Finest. Hot damn. But yeah, yeah. feel like uh, you you remove an issue and, and, and Wade can come back now. Um, I'm excited to read Wade stuff. It's been a minute. Yeah, so. yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get grace with some Gary Frankart again this year. That'd be nice. Well, I mean, we, we mentioned earlier that Johns didn't really do anything at DC is because he's been doing a creator own book over at Image with Geiger. With uh, with Gary Frank, right? Yep. Yeah, but hopefully, you know, <laughs> they can yeah. swing I, I, back I read DC. Johns for his superheroes and just give me give me the star all star oh, star squadron. That's not what I meant to say. Seven soldiers of victory. Uh, that he was teasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, maybe in a bad decade. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I have my head, I can become Sir Justin at work. I'm just saying. So, you know, um, I also look forward to uh, Bendis exclusively taking over Booster Gold uh, this year. You know, you say that as a threat, and it was probably better. It would probably be better than anything he did in Justice League. <laughs> and also, we- we've only because... just got a Booster Gold book for the first time in like five years, anyway. So, I'd be going back to and... not having one. Yeah, but like with Booster Gold, none of the stuff matters, right? Because he's undoing things or he's he's making sure things do happen. So under Bendis, I can see him having fun with it because it it's contained. It's nonsense you know? anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tiny why me. Yeah. You you know though, if he if he was doing it, it would be a book of making sure that Naomi's origin happens the way it's supposed to. <laughs> Oh man, Booster's the reason why Naomi's parents were able to send her. I'm sure. <laughs> and then, yeah. uh, then uh, Sinmar would be a, a 
main character for the back half of the book. With the guy that destroyed Krypton, who I can't remember right now. Rogelzar. Rogelzar and Sinbar. It'd be them teaming up and like chasing. It'd be like how in the Joker book, Joker's not really there. He's just kind of like the, the right. presence, right? It would be Sinbar and Rogelzar on a road trip trying to find Booster Gold. And you'd see him at the end of the book, maybe, but not for like 10 yeah. issues. Oh my god. That's the most <laughs> booster book, though, isn't it? <laughs> That's all right. Booster's on the cover of Human Targets, so Pete's laughing now, but he's going to have to read Booster Gold sooner than later. I don't, I don't mind Booster Gold. I, I'm just uh, putting some worst nightmares in your head. And Also, Guy Gardner soon to show up in Human Target. So. Mm. He's hey. the killer. He's definitely the killer. I'm just going to put it out there right I, now. You know what? I hope so, because it's a very Guy Gardner thing to do to try to kill Lex Luthor. All right. He's a hero. He's the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's the prime suspect. He's shifty. I don't trust him. He's a hothead. He has a bad haircut. Wait, are we talking about me? No, we're good. Okay. We're good. Uh, um I mean your haircut's irrelevant. The the, the problem with you is that you always wear a hat, so whenever you take the hat off, your hair is like scary because it, it's just yep. it's molded into a oh, shape. I, it was real cold here yesterday, which by your standards is not anything. But I wore a beanie all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wore a beanie all day, and when I took uh, that off... Matt, oh what, what was cold for you? Uh, it, it, when I woke up, it was 30 degrees. Which, again, for you guys... That's the, that'll still be, that'll be zero. I'll be under zero, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Like one, uh, yeah, it's like minus one. It's, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah, it's still cold. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. like the worst, but it's cold. No, for me, it is. All right? <laughs> it's, today, it is 55. So plug that into your your thing, and that's like how much the temperature shifted in twenty four hours. Fifty five sounds Nothing. comfortable to me. I'd be happy. That's, no, that's, it's fine. That's I was, like an I ideal was able, temperature. Yeah, I was able to not wear my hoodie out of the gym today because it was it was fine this morning. Context: Anything between for me yeah. about fifty five and well, let's say sixty five. That's that's the ideal sweet yeah. point. For, and that's, that's the temperature. And let's make it clear when we say this, we're not saying it should be that in the room we're sitting in. We're saying that that's what the yeah, temperature yeah, will yeah. be outside. Right. Just in yeah, case, because well, I, I know I know a lot of people have like air conditioning settings where they actually set the temperature for indoors and stuff, and that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. We're saying the yeah. temperature is outside, and that yeah. this has been off the rails. This has been your annual episode, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Let me just say, anything below seventy for me is cold, but I'm a desert rat. What do you want? You know, this has been annual... seventy is twenty one degrees, Pete. Oh, it's a bit on the warm side. Uh. That's that's pushing it already. I, I burn in that weather. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, this has been annual number six. Uh, look out for the submission for list, the form to fill out your own top ten stuff. And if all. anyone's still listening to this now, we'll, 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 we well, I'm going to mention it on the main episodes as well, so they'll definitely hear it. Uh, but yes, anyone who's stuck around all the nonsense talk at the end of this, uh, we salute you. Um, and congratulations to David, who doesn't have to cut this one up, because there's nothing to cut up into, so. I mean, he's still got the regular episode this week. <laughs> it's not like he had a week off. No, but I mean, like, all the tangent at the end, he doesn't have to deal with it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It'd be easy. It's all at the end, anyway. Yeah, but... it's just one super tangent. Yeah. Like, if we... Because I suppose, in theory, you could cut... Pardon me. You you could cut out uh the writer section and then the, the artist section, but ah, uh, got it right, great. <laughs> For the audio listeners, there was a hair in my mouth, and I was trying my best to get it without stopping. <laughs> so you can cut out this, 
so uh yes but thank you for supporting the show throughout 2021 here's the 2022 um uh i suppose i'll I'll take this time i'll do my usual outro stuff it is still still an episode after all so thank you to our patreon producers for the month of tyler hess cindy palacios david sharp board now christopher moy and david brown you can support us over at patreon.com slash tv for as little as a dollar per month and get some bonuses for your trouble uh, of course, you can support us for free by simply hitting the like button, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications on YouTube, or give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or whatever audio platform you get your podcast on. All that stuff does help. All of it helps the algorithms and spreads us to more people. But of course, just share us out. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast. So if you want to tag us in things, if you want to uh, share the share the good word, as it were, uh, you can do that on there. Uh, but that is, uh, that is us. That has been annual number six. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed the deliberations and uh, we look forward to seeing your own submissions uh, in the forum. So thank you very much. Keep reading DC Comics and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. I'm trying to download driver updates. I'm wondering if that's causing something. For sure. Right, I've just got to restart the computer. Why would you not fucking download?